1: And welcome to another exciting episode of the Comic Book Chronicles. I am your host, Ryder Cat and you can find me at Rodycat on Twitter. You can also find me at Rodycat. i um, Excuse Me. Um, you can also find me at Newsers News Need on Twitter. You can also find me DB Caps on Instagram. And the sound effects you've heard come from no one other than our men in Brooklyn, because you know Brooklyn's in the house, representing freekades of the fullest and all that good jazz. Agent underscore seventy on Twitter and Instagram.
0: What's up, everybody? <laughs>
1: absolutely and as we do every week you can find us here you can find us there you can find us everywhere such as uh the cole slither podcast network that's cspn.us
0: do it today
1: you can also find us on your podcast personal place of choice whether it be google play apple itunes um or Apple, you know, podcast as the, as the name sometimes goes. Spotify or the Coast of the podcast network SoundCloud page. You could also find us on Twitch, where we are, um, where we are streaming alongside, um, you know, the the Click Nation's uh, YouTube channel because we're, you know, we stream there every week. Hey, how you doing?
0: up all you twitch folks out there
1: exactly so yeah wherever you and you're gonna you know you're gonna find us on audio every week but we'll get to that part later when we get to the end of the show so we're going to get into the comic books of the week starting off with shang chi number one and right the, so
0: this is right this is the latest uh, volume of Shang-Chi comics I'm after uh, after what, like a 100 plus issue run?
1: Uh, I believe this would make 127.
0: Right, no, but in terms of the initial run. Right, but that's what I'm saying. 100 plus issue run, you know, the, the original 100 plus issue run. Right. In the 1970s, there have been uh, just a few uh, instances where Shang-Chi has appeared, he's been guest stars and Heroes for Hire and, and, and Avengers, but now is uh, given uh, a little bit more of a platform, a little bit more of a, a place to shine in his own limited series. For now,
1: yes, indeed, uh, and yes, and I and also bring up that the 127 because of that, you know, that one issue that we like to forget um, that I, that I, I admittedly I made mention of in my notes.
0: <laughs> yeah, with the monkey, it had a monkey in it. That's yeah.
1: what I remember. Uh, yeah, which was probably the best part of that. But the rest of that thing was kind right. of hot to garbage. Uh, yeah, and
0: it's incredible
1: Yeah, but this, however, is good. Like the, um, it starts off with a little bit of history, uh, you know, going back to some stuff. I almost, I kind of, sort of liken it to. And granted, I have not read uh, fractions, immortal weapons, run yet, so I can't really make that claim. But from what I've read from in uh, Iron Fist, you know, after that, this feels like it's kind of a similar setup where it's like, yeah, there's this society that, um, you know, the this, the Five Weapons Society that was that was around back in the day. And Fim Fim Fung shows up and, you know, they go a little history of that and lead the into um, was that uh, Shanky's dad, I guess? Mm-hmm. Um, and then what subsequently happened to them, then it cuts to the, to, to the modern day where we find Shang-Chi in San Francisco helping out, um, someone's grandmom in their, in their shop, which I thought was kind of, you know, I thought was kind of, I'm not like, sure his, you know, Shang-Chi just doing a regular job because as easy you would say to himself, I'm like, yeah, it's kind of hard for him to, to keep a regular job.
0: Right. And it was a job that it was uh, that's well no you can finish your thoughts and, and I'll, I'll chime in
1: no go ahead, go ahead. so what you gonna say
0: I was gonna mention that this is a you know that this particular job in a Chinese bakery obviously has lots of cultural significance and it helps that uh, nearly the entire creative team on this book is Asian yes uh, I think everyone but the letterer um, is 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 is, is uh, of uh, Chinese or, or or at least of Asian descent so. In fact, yeah, we
1: need to let's run that down. I know we've talked about it before. Um, was it Jean Luan Yang who right, is the Right, Jean Luan
0: Yang on 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 the scripts. Right, uh, T K Ruan is the artist. Um, I think the colorist. Oh no, uh, Philip Tan has mm-hmm. some. Uh, uh, I think he does the uh, the opening um flashback pages. Uh, where, where they dump all the lore. I think those are all Philip Tan pages. Okay. And we go to uh, uh, DK Ruan who does, uh, I think, the modern day stuff. Uh, so that, um, yeah. Um, let's see, I'm pretty sure that's how it breaks down. I mean, I'm just basing this off of what I see from the difference in the art.
1: Yeah, I'm looking at. Well, I'm actually looking at the page where they're doing it. So yeah, uh, pretty much what we were right about. Yeah, D, uh, DK Ruan is the artist. Philip Tan is the flashback artist. Sebastian Chang is the colorist. And Correct. Like you, and like you said, uh, yeah, uh, Travis Lanham is the letter and Jim Chung does the uh, art with Laura Martin.
0: Yeah, the cover art. Yeah. So, um, so but but as I mentioned, uh, you know, putting Chang Chi into this. You know, into the situations that he's coming from and that he's currently in is definitely, uh, uh reflective of the fact that you know there there is uh, uh, an Asian writer at the helm. You know, mm-hmm. giving you know giving this character, and I think the editor is actually Asian too. Come to think of it, um, I'd have to take a look at the letters page. But ultimately, getting back to the uh, the you know what they're trying to accomplish here, um, as you mentioned, there definitely are some cues. From the Immortal Iron Fist series. There are. No question about it. But there's a reason for that. Right. I think there is a concerted effort, and, you know, Gene and Yang has stated in multiple interviews, I did some reading um, online about this yesterday and, mm. and, and uh, again today, that he's trying to make Shang-Chi lit- literally more three-dimensional because right. the character has usually been uh, something that. Of a character, not even caricatures, but something that readers and even fellow Marvel characters actually marvel at, pun intended. You know, they watch him, you know, they don't necessarily, you know, uh, uh, treat him as a three dimensional character, and it's not necessarily someone that readers empathize with.
1: Right I, I say character because like, let's face it let, we can't pretend that his origin is not steeped in some sort of you know it, it's basically not uh Bruce Lee of a sort
0: of course, so. and it's also got you know and it's also got roots in uh in yellow peril stuff with exactly. uh, uh, his original father being fu Manchu
2: mm-hmm. and
0: all sorts of uh you know that was all sorts of stuff that was rooted in the yellow peril storytelling exactly. uh so you know what uh, what Gene what what, what Jean Yang is doing here is trying to you know and and, and it's something that uh, Jason Aaron did on was it Jason Aaron who did it on Secret Avengers when they switched it up to Zhu? oh shoot you know I don't remember if that sounds possible no no or was it I I don't know if it I'm was I'm not sure. I don't know if it was Hickman on Secret Avengers at that point. It was like issue seven through ten or something like that. Yeah, but um, I can't remember um, who set that up. But the point is, they they started the uh, the, the the retcon of the characters' origins, and you know, uh, at that point, and and they're the, the continuing to follow up on that now. So uh, ultimately, oh, I think it's Brew Baker. It is Brew Baker.
1: Okay, that that actually kind of makes. I mean,
0: they I mean, it was definitely during. Um, it was definitely during Hickman's uh, uh, run on Avengers. Right. But this is Brew Baker on Secret Avengers. Gotcha.
1: Um, yeah, going back to what we were saying about the editing that as uh, Lauren Amaro is assistant editor, Darren Shan is the but editor.
0: Pause, yeah, pause on that. It's actually before. Uh, Hickman's uh, run on Avengers. This is previous to that because this is in uh twenty ten, twenty eleven. So oh, this okay. was like the very first secret Avengers run.
1: Sure. And the less we say about CB Sibolsky and his um you know his for, his former transgressions. <laughs> I was
0: to say, why do we why even bring him up in this? Is yeah, like, I know, what? but
1: you know, I'm sure Cebulski. some I'm sure somebody would would have
0: no, Tom Brevoort's the editor on this. I'm kidding. No, with he's Brevoort. not. Well, <laughs> no, I'm talking about. Uh, I'm talking about uh, the original Secret Avengers when they changed it up. Oh no, I'm talking about the Shang-Chi. now. Oh, don't, yeah. <laughs> I'm not talking about now. I got
1: gotcha. you. Yeah. But regardless. um so yeah, so so yeah, the whole though so we see Shang Chi uh, going through his day at the, at the bakery, and they bring up pineapple buns, and I'm like, I want to try this. This is like for I mean, I don't, I'm not saying this is. I have no reason to believe that it's not a real thing, but
0: <laughs> you just gotta walk into a Chinese bakery, you well, know.
1: You know what? I'm not exactly in a place that there those are prevalent, but <laughs>
0: <laughs> that is. That is uh, a fact unfortunately uh, 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 that is prevalent around much of the country um, I can I, I actually have to drive to my closest Chinese bakery but I definitely have my choice but
1: I'm looking them up and look they look good
0: um, so you know they are bread so you know if you're trying to cut back on carbs sure but uh, at the end of the day they're still they're still yummy as hell so it's all good well, anyway but anyway um, yeah to to, right anyway getting back to the story as we said you know the whole point of this is to kind of refresh the character and give him some depth and some backstory. And the backstory that, um, that, that, that Jin Yang has provided is this, uh, is the secret cult, you know, kind of changing up, uh, uh, Shang-Chi's, uh, uh, origin story a bit, um, saying that he, uh, kind of grew up in, in the midst of a cult as the rest of China kind of modernized around them. And, um you know we have uh, these what is it the the five um, society the five, five weapon society yeah we have the five weapon societies that are essentially the the arm the, the armed forces of jingju um uh, shang uh, father and they um you know they definitely uh, work towards uh, nefarious ends, as we find out as, as as time has gone on. But now, the, the apparently something has happened so that um, Shang Chi is expected to step up and take uh, take uh, on a, uh, a leadership role that Shang Chi is essentially unaware of, and that in that that essentially creates the main conflict, at least of the the the, the the first main conflict that we encounter in the story for the character. So we'll see how that goes. And we're introduced to a character that, uh, is retconned in as a familial relation. And, yes. um, while I am spoiling things here, I should be ringing the spoiler bell. Yeah, we got one before the show. So don't worry about it. I mean, let's still do that, I, but yeah, exactly. I'm still dancing around much of the plot. So, yeah. Uh, I'm dancing around much of the plot points that would really spoil the entire thing. So uh, ultimately, that's where we are at the end of issue one. It was fun. There is a bit, as I said earlier, as I said was it last, last – well, I think it was last week's episode where um, we had to deal with a little bit of backstory. Uh, what did I call it? A lore dump? Yes. <laughs> so I think essentially – that's what Jean Yang accomplished in the first like five pages of this, but you know bear bear with the book it's I mean, worth you know making it through that to get to you know the main character and seeing where he is now and how he's adjusting to you know, life not being on the main roster of the Avengers at this point. Right. I mean, it's, it's not, it's not like exposition heavy. So
1: it's not just, so we don't want to, you know, be like, Hey, yeah, yeah. just makes it sound like it's like all, all that heavy. It's not, it's like, it's, it's a five page and it kind of breezes through. It's a, it's a fairly easy read actually. Uh, you right. know, with all that, it gets, you know, it pretty much hits the, the final points. If you want to know more, you can go kind of, you know, go seek that stuff out. But,
0: What I was going to say is I think we have to bear in mind that there are people who aren't as familiar with his backstory. Because I think what we were doing was taking his backstory and seeing how it's being manipulated and retconned. So I'm looking – I'm trying at least to to look at it from the perspective of a brand new reader to the Shang-Chi mythos and seeing how that goes. Just bear with – like I said, just bear with the the, the bit of lore dump um, at the beginning and you'll see how that all relates back by the end of issue number
1: one right i kind of hesitate to call it a dump but i guess uh, for intents and purposes it, it, i guess it kind of is because you do like i said you do get kind of to the finer points to it but regardless we also um get introduced to another character that uh is going to uh play a part in 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 uh in shang chi's life and that is of uh sister dagger who is uh from another one of the arms of the the five weapons And I have in my notes, uh, I was like, you know, she's kind of plucky, you know, she's clearly skilled and all that and and whatnot, but she's, uh, she's young and she's got a little bit of a mouth on her. And, you know, I, I was like, okay, I, I, hopefully they don't, they don't play her. I doubt they will, but hopefully they don't play her too, like Damian Wayne-ish or something like that. But, um, I part of me
0: was was like, "Yo, why they gotta talk bad about Donatello like that?"
1: I know, right? Yeah, I I didn't (laughs) notice that part where they were talking about the boat. I was like, "Yeah, yeah, it definitely, yeah." Come on, man. I I thought about that for a second. I was like, "I'm just gonna move past this because I'm like, they're not gonna play my man like that." But
0: um, like, <laughs> or like
1: that rather, but still yeah,
0: exactly, exactly. I'm like, come on, man! I'm not gonna just Donatello like that. <laughs> I mean, we all were thinking that when we were kids too. Like, you know, you get, our, yeah, you get a stick.
1: Yeah, Donatello has always been a man with with the stick. So, you know? I, I I refuse. I refuse the, the slander. I tell you. That's but true. um, right. but anyway, so yeah, you get introduced to, to her, and then, you know, so somebody comes back into Chang's, Chang's life uh, because she, as a part of the, this whole thing. But regardless, like I said, uh, what I was saying about Sister Dagger, though, was that I, I kind of hope, and I hope this continues to play out, that she ends up being like a, like a you know, as good as I'm thinking she potentially could be, but also would love to see a, a team up between her and Pei. From, oh yeah, From, from Iron, Iron Fist. Fist. Yeah, like like that ought to be pretty hilarious. Um, but regardless, we it's you know it's safe to say that we both enjoyed this first issue.
0: No, uh, it's a good start. That's yeah. what I really appreciated about it. I, I really appreciated that it was a good start, and you know, definitely you know borrowing some of the cues from Immortal Iron Fist. But that that was a great series. I love that series. You know, it really made the fact that um, that stupid guy from uh from Game of Thrones, really blowing it on the Iron Fist Netflix series, even harder to take. Well, <laughs> uh, and to be fair,
1: it's, it's not just him, but yeah, it is definitely him. Um, so yeah, and it's definitely like again, it's not that one twenty six issue with the, all that stupidity in it, which. Okay. Is, yeah. So regardless, right. though, I say you know if you're if you are so interested, you should definitely check out this book. Uh, and obviously, in in well. Yeah, obviously, but there is a movie coming out with from Shang-Chi. So this is clearly in line with that upcoming thing, but I'm hoping this has legs. Like, I'm hoping they don't do what they did with, uh, with, a uh, Black Panther and it's like, Oh yeah. You, like, granted, they restarted it, but that's, you know, is what it is. Like, Hey, here's the Black Panther movie and we don't have a Black Panther series to go with it, but then it's you know, starting on, you know, starting back one later. So. Yeah, so hopefully this is going to be an ongoing that people pick up and, and it's going to continue to be good because clearly the you know the creative team is 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 in it and and I, and I, going back to that point uh last week i believe there was an article such as one um agent 70 was talking about earlier where gene when uh, yang was talking about um what he wants to do with it and you can go into last week's show notes and go check that out uh if i'm not mistaken so we are going to move on to another book of the week. Uh, What's next? Hmm. I guess since we talked about it or we brought it up earlier in the show, let's go. You want to go with um the the Big Biggie? Uh,
0: X Factor number four? Yep.
1: Uh so yeah, so X Factor number four, which is um Ten of Swords, X of Swords number chapter two. Uh, right. We we find uh, ourselves pretty much at the you know after what happened in um, last week's creation uh, number one issue. This is pretty much the the um, the Krakowans coming getting back to Krakoa, licking their right. wounds, and uh, right.
0: this is the immediate aftermath. Yeah. Of
2: their
0: you know they have to beat a hasty retreat from uh, from uh, the other world. Uh, At the end of creation, uh, as you mentioned, so Mm -hmm. uh, that's where this book leads off. Um, I would say that without spoiling everything, right? Because I want to do that. I definitely think people should be reading Ten of Swords, as kind of hokey as the the title makes it. I know, especially this issue. I'm sorry. I said especially this issue. Right, you gotta catch up on this. Right, you know, like this is the time this is the book to read. You know, obviously we're only two books in mm-hmm. uh, you, know, you recreation and read this, but the stakes for the mutants of Krakoa are, def- are definitely raised in this issue. Uh, I'm really glad this came in the second official issue of the crossover. So even though we had like these two prelude issues, it was like X-Men 10 or 12 and, and Excalibur number 12, mm-hmm. uh, you know, those are important to read because you kind of get the the precursor of how, the Cohen's get to other world, and you get um, um, uh, some of what's that? I've actually, I wanted to let you know, Roddy Cat, that I was listening to. I think it was this week in Marvel last uh, last week's episode, mm-hmm. and Tiny Howard was on, or teeny Howard was on as a guest, oh, nice. and she pronounced it Saturn Nine. Oh, so, okay. I'm more than willing to go with her. She's the writer on the book. Yeah, I'm gonna go with her uh, pronouncing it Saturn Nine. So yeah, uh, because
1: yeah, folks, if you hadn't seen, heard, or heard or watched last week's show, we were kind of curious about that because I don't, I have never heard like I I know of the character and I've never heard it said out loud in in all these years. Exactly. That was the reason why that's coming up.
0: Right. So knowing. So so just just uh, letting Roddy Cat know that. But you know, uh, if you have. uh, any more thoughts on this issue, um, you know, I just think it's super important. It's a potential click of the week for me as well. Oh, for certain. Same here.
1: Um, I will I will just say that I, the only thing I will, I will actually bring up from the real book is like, there is a couple of... So there was the mentions of prophecy that happened in this book, and those bear out here, and I, I honestly, when I got to that part, it was like, okay, I'm gonna to try to figure out who these is. Some of them were pretty easy to figure out, you know, by the way they're, uh, by the way they're worded, and a couple of them was like, uh, and even they had the voice of the readers, uh, one uh, one cipher, aka uh, Doug Ramsey, basically going back a couple of pages later and being like, well, say like, let's try to decipher this out and you know see what it's of, and and that was actually, I was actually wrong about a couple of them because um, I didn't think about uh, a couple of a couple of folks, but regardless, that's in there, and I will definitely say that the, the big thing about this issue is we found out that uh, let's just say the resurrection protocols have has has uh, a limitation that come to bear into this um this issue that becomes very important going forward. Yep. Uh, in this uh, in this uh, event, and you should definitely check out what that is also the the only other thing is saturnine did something that like okay well she was so bothered about what was going on with the encroachment into overworld she could have done well before now if she had the power to do that but she does something in this in this issue that um kind of limits uh limits limits us travel to um to um overall except we found out later something else has happened but um but we know she has her reasons here has her reasons she had her own machinations going on so that's a whole nother thing so that being said though uh definitely if you well let me, let me so going back to caveat if you're not caught up on the x series books you um it is worth definitely going back to hox Pox, reading that and catching up it's still we're still relatively early on like yeah most books are kind of at issues 12 right now um and some of them there's a couple of books like x-factor that just really started a couple of months ago but it's the x stuff has been pretty good so far and hopefully this this event continues on that uh on that streak right uh it's definitely starting off really good
0: Right. I was about to say no offense to Brian Edward Hill, former guest of the show, but you could probably skip Fallen Angels. Um, well, I mean, it's dead anyway. So, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. yeah. But you don't have to go back and read it. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, in, in terms of in, in terms of uh, Ten of Swords, I really am mm-hmm. uh, enthusiastic about this crossover and this issue. Well, the first two issues, I mean, this is really a, a, a one great way to really establish the stakes. Mm hmm. Uh, of the story so as i said earlier i'm so glad this came in the second issue right it really raises the bar for everyone involved so which i felt like it probably
1: kind of had to because if they had gone into this and and you know everything had kind of started off and with the the big concerts of champions or whatever um i feel like that would and then they would have found this out it would have been a little a little late so the the fact that they i feel like it was probably good that they that they did this here and now so it's like all right go well, going into this we know that you know
0: <laughs> oh yeah exactly but, but that's my point it was just a really good storytelling choice mm-hmm. on Hickman and howard's part because i think they're the main architects of this to be honest correct so. So, but uh, anyway, that being said, uh, um, that's X Factor number four. So what? I think we're wrapped with uh, X Factor number four this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, you wanna?
1: You wanna put out one?
0: Uh, let's see, what did you read that we can discuss? Um. How about Strange Academy number three?
1: Yay. Strange Academy number three. Yes, it's good. I, I... I'll
0: tell you that um I still don't know all the names of these characters and obviously it's pandemic related because we have had large gaps in between, you know, seeing uh you know when this book was released, what was announced and when it was released and a big gap between I think issues one and two. Uh that's uh,
1: correct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One came out at the beginning of pandemic and then we just got to like probably uh, sometime last month
0: right so now we're only on issue three so because i still don't know the names of these characters it's hard to get too attached into their stories mm-hmm. but scotty young and umberto ramos are they're still telling a story that's compelling mm-hmm. and it's and, and and the art his art is like super different you know like the backgrounds that he's incorporating and oh, uh, you know ramos. The
1: What's that? You've, uh, her, her, Humberto Ramos.
0: Ramos, yeah. yeah. And the story that he's the, the the storytelling that he's using, the you know, through his art, is I think a step up from what he's done before. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and it's it's really compelling. I believe this book is being slept on. I haven't checked the numbers. I agree. But if you're not reading this, I definitely think you should jump on. And as we said, it's only three issues in because of uh, the pandemic. Right. So and for uh, for
1: just a brief overview uh of what this book is about it's basically it's essentially the magic school in the marvel uh universe um the, some would say the hogwarts you know mm-hmm. as as a parallel but screw that uh, the person behind that series um <laughs> uh but yeah so this, so this is pretty much the story of uh the, the not necessarily the opening because but you know because that's pretty much so dr strange opened up a, a magic academy well dr strange and a whole bunch of other magic user folks um uh started up and are basically teaching magic and they're in the heart of new orleans um and so they gathered all these young folks that, that, uh, with magical powers from various dimensions and they're all at the school together. Um, so we got a couple of earthers. We got some football from, from, uh, you know, like the, um, like from Asgard and from, uh, the dark dimension and, you know, this realm and that realm and other realms, uh, and kids basically. So we got a uh, Dormamo Jr. in here, um, in which I bring this up because this, uh, this character in this particular story ends up Seeing a future, the future, or something that could possibly end up happening in this book, um, at some point, or some, or going on at some point. But regardless, so they start off, um, which just briefly, you know, with a lesson from the ancient one about, you know, basically staying woke because you got to keep that third eye open. You know what I'm saying?
2: Oh
1: no! <laughs> using the uh, Eye of Agamotto, and they're learning how to do that. And apparently, which is uh, something that you know, like we know largely from Doctor Strange using it, and and Agent One. But apparently, it could be shared with with um, others to use uh, and find. So, but it starts off with that, and that kind of goes away. And then the trips, the the kids end up going on a field trip into town you know, just to kind of see the site since they had not done that since the school opened. Uh, and you know, they, they go to, they go to a couple of places, they get in a little trouble. And like I said, this, uh, this character that I just mentioned finds a little bit of a, a future or it could be his future or a future, uh, down the line. And, you know, they have a nice little bounding section and that's where it's in this ends. like I've been enjoying this, um, this book, a whole lot, um and I know there are people who don't like magic and don't like you know don't give them a, a, a corner and that kind of stuff, but I think this is a pretty good book, and like Seven says it's definitely slept on,
0: yeah, don't sleep on it, I think this is really uh i think this is really telling really good stories and uh really it, it's got really good characterization if there's one thing I'd want to end my contribution on this book on it's the fact that. Marvel has only recently embraced, and I've said this on this show previously, Marvel's only recently embraced the idea of uh, legacy heroes. And this issue plays with that idea to a certain extent, Mm -hmm. because we see um, certain uh, characters who could be uh, perceived as or interpreted as Legacy, uh, legacy characters at the very least, maybe not heroes, but legacy characters, to previously existing characters in the Marvel universe. So seeing, you know, Marvel take this, uh, this, this new found or or, or newly realized um, uh, uh, relationship with this concept, and taking it into this, you know, into the magic realm, and and, and continuing to tell like really fun stories with young characters that are still grounded and based within uh marvel you know marvel lore there's that word again Mm. um you know it's it's really fun we don't necessarily have to have brand new whole cloth characters but you know having these legacy characters really be uh crafted uh well and having their stories told well really does make a difference so uh you know and, and uh you know we've seen it a lot with uh you know, with uh, the distinguished competition, and less so with Marvel. So, I think that uh, it's it's a I think it's a pretty good development for um, Marvel Comics as a whole to be, to, to to really develop uh, these. You know, they may not be strictly legacy characters, but in that vein,
1: right? Yeah, there, there's definitely some new characters in here, and like I just said, there there are some that are kind of you know, it's uh, grounded be, in
0: right, yeah, maybe not grounded in some sort of
1: legacy, they, yeah. As a matter of fact, on that point, there is a character that um that they've been kind of toying with that has not necessarily toying with that's probably the wrong uh but there's a character here that even from the beginning of this uh book, uh from issue one, you you know they, they have a um they have some sort of a secret, and you know this is one of those ones that are kind of sorta of, possibly grounded in a legacy that we may know of. But right but also there's a secret there that's probably, that is definitely not, not like the others, and they in this issue they kind of add to that because you, you you think one way about this character but then you see this, uh, you see something happen in this issue uh, with that character and, and it's like, now you kind of kind of wonder what else is going on with this character because they haven't really done a whole, whole lot with that but they just kind of
0: so only been three issues. So yeah. <laughs> I it. Well,
1: there's that, but I'm just saying. But yeah, but because like you, you, when you're dealing with a bunch of kids, you know, and everybody's got get, you know, in, in a school situation, and everybody got thing. Like yeah, they do have a, not necessarily a main character, but pretty much kind of the the focus character. Yes, the the, the focus character. You know,
0: th-
1: almost not necessarily a, a
2: Harry Potter type. Yeah, I was gonna say they're
0: not necessarily Neville Longbottom. Right. But um, <laughs> but uh, you know, but they're also not necessarily Seamus Finnegan. Uh, I, it? She, I was it think was a Seamus Finnegan. Is his yeah, name? I don't know. But Seamus, the guy who's always blowing stuff up in the movies,
1: right? So. But 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 she's definitely not also Harry Potter. Like she's there. Exactly. You know, she's she's, you know, she has got a sense of her powers if coming into this, or at least getting a sense of her powers into this, and she did. She's not necessarily going the same route as uh that, that other character before mentioned. But definitely, you know, in the school ses- session with these other folks, kinda getting some time in. But this other character that I was talking about, Zoe, um, you know, I I'm sure at some point they will get around to that. At least I hope that they get a the chance to, because there's a lot that they could do with these uh, young folks in this school in this book. And I really hope this this book uh continues to find readers and legs, you know. <laughs> um and, and let it not be taken under underneath it. You know, like many other books that don't get a chance to shine, Hey, Hello, Black Panther and the Crew, and, others, and other stuff. Ah. <sighs> yes. So, anyway, that is Strange Academy number three. Check this book out, definitely. Mm-hmm. Uh, next, we will go and we'll do probably one more, and then we'll do Rapid Fire. Uh, Fantasy Four number 24. Let's do that. Sure. So, while I type this up, you want to start off.
0: Sure. So essentially, uh, Johnny Storm is kind of forced to reckon with one particular time when he left the uh, Fantastic Four in a lurch, which allowed one, and this is not even that big a spoiler because this is actually something that was teased in previous issues of the Fantastic uh, Fantastic Four, but I'll ring the spoiler bell. Mm. Uh, one- bobby drake aka iceman to take the human torture spot on the team but not really in the family and knowing is half the battle
1: (laughs) oh shoot i had that sound effect too god dang it i wish i could i have
0: it i have it i just didn't want to play it because i wanted to say it (laughs) i mean come on and knowing is half the battle g.i. (laughs)
1: <laughs> oh, side note. I just, which is, this is totally off the thing, but I was also I was talking to Age of Seventy about something before that I was talk, watching uh, G.I. Joe the movie and ended up watching some of Transformers the movie. But I was also trying to rip some of uh, some of some of my Transformers uh, DVDs to to put on digital. And there's some uh, there's some there's some Joe like PSAs on that that actually end that that also which I don't remember having because I don't think these ever showed it on air. And I thought, no like, wow, they did it on they did it on um you know they did it on Transformers 2, apparently. They just never put them out. So that's kind of amusing. That's um cool. But anywho. Well, there might have been some that showed up, but I think these ones that they, that they put on the DVD did not. So anyway. Um so yeah, so there is that, and we uh we start off with um we, we pretty much start off with um um well first of all uh, I want to say, I would like to say that I was right about something, uh, from another book. In fact, a book that we just finished talking about that happened in the last issue that, uh, that, uh, that bears out in, weirdly enough, at the end of this issue, there is a backup story, but we will talk about that in a minute that I was right about. And, and, and 1870 was like, no, that's not the case, but that's fine. Anywho, uh, so yeah,
0: we start off with, um, I was about to say somebody's salty about being wrong more often than right. Oh no! Well, yeah, if that's a, <laughs> if that's usually the case, but it's not always
1: the case. So anyhow, um, so yeah, we start off where we you know the 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 families getting uh, getting ready for the big day, or at least we, they're going about the day getting ready for this big family thing. We we find we find out some stuff about you know um, the kids that they got from out of space, the, 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 the adoption papers or whatever went through, which I don't know how that works with aliens, but sure. Okay. Um, but and we find them get basically various members of the Fantasy Four family trying to get ready. We see, you know, Reed and Vandalia doing their stuff, you know, with some, some project of theirs and Sue's trying to wrangle them out and then we see, uh, Johnny and Skye talking and we get back to what kind of engine 70 was saying, uh, about, um, uh, about what he's Going through, and we uh, find out where Franklin is, which he was in uh, Kakoa. You know, he just kind of skipped off to Kakoa without uh, without telling anybody, and you know, getting that ear piercing and this and that other. Which starts the catalyst of him coming back to the Four Yancy Streets by way of uh, Iceman and Ice Slide, which kind of starts the whole ball rolling of uh, Johnny Storm and and Ice and uh, Bobby Drake and recounting the story of how um ice became technically you might as well say because they they do mention it here but it is as unofficially the first substitute member of the fantastic four mm-hmm. ca- as a kind of a retcon uh because you know this is a story that has never n- had never been seen before just now
0: right um, i think i was about to say, just hold that thought i think in real time The first substitute member of the Fantastic Four was—I'm not sure. Was it Medusa or Crystal?
1: Uh, I keep wanting to say Crystal, but that might not even be true. It might actually—that might be true. I don't know. Yeah, I I wouldn't say it's Crystal, but I'm not sure. That would be something to look up. Regardless, but but regardless, but this would set him up this kind of sets him up as the actual, the first, uh, well, at least the, at the end of this issue, but you no know, spoilers on that. Um, we get the recount of how he ended up uh, helping out the, the fantastic four. And we see what, you know, Johnny Storm's going to, is in going into the, in basically a story from the early days of both the, the fantastic four and the X-Men proper. Cause this is when the, you know, the original five X-Men were, were, were a team and uh, Iceman and his snow covered, you know, snow covered form of his early days, so he's instead being the, the baby of the group. Um and that kind of sort. So you see, of course, as we used to actually see in the phases of Fantastic Four, Johnny Storm, which actually even Ben says like true to, um yeah, I used to quit this team three times a month <laughs> or something like that. So which was actually pretty much true. But uh you get the whole recounting of how that cuts off and then the the you know, without spoiling anything else, you know, the what happens with uh Iceman's involvement with the Fantastic Four and being unofficially officially uh inducted into the, the Fantastic Four. And then at the end, you know, we we get as uh eight to seven says, you know, Johnny kind of kind of um kind of growing up a little bit. A little bit more because he kind of comes to a realization about that time because he's all up because all of before and then it was like yeah that didn't count this and another and blah 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 this and, you know you know you weren't an official and, and you know and Bobby just kind of you know comes into the results like oh this is why you're real mad it's not really because I took your spot because I didn't really but it was because of this other thing which you should actually read and I won't give away and it ends up with a nice ending um of. The book, and I really enjoyed reading this issue. It is another potential click of the week, um, from 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 me. So I don't know if you have anything else uh, in, pa- in in passing on that.
0: No, no. I mean, it's slot really having fun with the characters. Mm-hmm. You know, he was. You could just tell that he's having fun with. You know. You know. Even you know, dipping his toes into the X Men pool a little bit
1: yeah a little bit now that being said so before we go on to the to to rapid fire and and whatnot and now we get to some a slight nitpick because i have talked about this before and it's not so bad in here but it's still something notable there is some like well one read invented i am which okay you can pass that pass that one off that's not really the nitpick because in this flashback from the past you see shout out to willie lumpkin who shows up in this uh just cuz you know Willie Lumpkin's got a, got a bit but um and if you don't know who Willie Lumpkin is in the annals of uh, Francis Ford just go do some research real quick anyway uh reinvented I am but Johnny Speaks basically says stuff like stay in your lane which is not a term that would have been said by Johnny Storm at that time Again, this is you
0: know for band, yeah, we know. Yeah, yeah, like this is the
1: thing that happens. Like, yeah, it was, like they yeah, we've talked about this for and I won't I won't belabor that point. But that was like my my one nitpicking in this anticipation. The best
0: part is that Paco Medina puts Johnny Storm when he's uh hunting for chicks in a soda shop with right. a jukebox. So right. yeah, I know what you mean.
1: Exactly. So I was like, that was like, yeah, like he was Archie Andrews or something. But anyway, yeah. So that was one thing. Now then, that's pretty much that. Now at the um at the outset of that uh of that story, there's a backup story, which the trade dress is. So most of the trade dress for this week and this month is about Tres- Chad and This one is not because there is a trade dress that says something about Thor Nexus Ward. and this is where we get into the backup story, which is. And I, 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 I'm. I did not like this, but it was also all right, in a sense. So you read? This? I did read it. Yes, I absolutely read it because I wanted to see what the hell it was really about, or, or what I thought it was about being the about. So
0: I saw the word Fortnite. I was like, I can skip this. Okay,
1: so yeah, so so yeah, so you just so yeah, so you just pretty much went ahead and I was leading I, up to that, we did but not read that. I was so. Okay, here we go. Uh, X Factor number three. At the end of that, there was a there was the last page where we see Storm and, and a bunch of folks in the in the bar, and they were talking, and then they get swept up by the bright forest, and then they come back with guns. It has pretty much been confirmed that it's because of this, and this is so the backup story deals with Thor. And actually, they do kind of weave it in, cause I think it's Don Case actually writing this backup story, but they do kind of weave it in what's going on with, um, this, the new volume of Thor that he's writing. In fact, they do, um, do the footnote for Thor number one, uh, okay. in here and him becoming Galactus's, uh, herald. Spoilers. Okay. So they do kind of, so it goes from there and then basically puts it into, uh, so I'm thinking this might be that, um, this is pretty much that, that um that Fortnite book crossover that there is already out. So I think that for some strange reason, they put it at the back of this. For whatever odd reason. Now, I don't know because I have not read that particular issue. uh. But if it isn't that, then it's definitely a prelude to that because we see Thor and he goes into the world of, of Fortnite and some strange things happen to him, but he ends up in the Fortnite, and then he just ends up calling for help uh uh by way of um you know the Sif and the Bifrost and he just basically sweeps up a whole bunch of uh heroes uh from Marvel heroes. Excuse me, a whole bunch of Marvel heroes, some of which is Storm, I think we do see on uh one of which we do see a storm. So therefore That confirms what I said. Well, that confirms pretty much that thing that happened in X Factor at the end of Factor number three that someone told me that was not the case, that it was from something else.
0: The video game, uh, that it was a video game tie-in or a... Yeah, and, I- and that was the
1: disappointing part about... <laughs> see, that was the disappointing part about this, because we're like, really? It was about that Fortnite thing. The Fortnite-Marvel Marvel crossover. And I was like, Ugh. But I had to read it, just to, just to, just to make sure. Because I was like, I didn't know if it was something... Like, it was another Thor event that was coming up. Or that, which ended up being that. So, yeah...
0: But like I said,
1: it can't be confirmed that that's what that whole X Factor thing was also about.
0: All right, and uh, a quick, a quick, uh, a quick wiki search confirmed that Crystal of the Inhumans was the first substitute member so. of the Fantastic Four by seventy issues. Sure, um, Fantastic Four number sixty-one. Um, but obviously this is being retcon uh so that the human torch, at least for a day, is a substitute member of the first substitute Iceman. member of Fantastic Four. Iceman. I'm sorry. Yeah. But, oh, but he's substituting for as opposed to substituting for uh the invisible woman, that's what I meant to say. Sure. Because the the first two substitute members of the Fantastic Four were for the Invisible Woman, and actually now that I think about it, I think
1: and yeah, and they do mention that in the course of this uh, issue, right? And because not, of, I don't think uh, they say it by name, pregnant. but they definitely say yeah. But they right. definitely say yeah you know, because of Sue's uh, pregnancy or whatnot, right? All right. So that with that all out of the way, oh, and I guess I will take this time to say that, and we we have news on this later on, but um. So we'll get to it that. This week's books also have a tribute to Chad, Chadwick Boseman, written by Tanahisi Um and it is it will be in the 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 news in the show notes, and we'll probably you know we'll we'll talk about it. It'll when, when it be
0: going out. on through the through a lot of the books for the rest of the month too, depending on uh, which books have the trade dress. Sure, because I think some of them have, as you mentioned earlier, some of them have maybe having this fortnight <laughs> trade dress on them also right so I don't think they're I, were they in the um I think they were in the the, the ten of swords books right yeah, I believe so actually yes mm-hmm. so I think this will be going on for for uh, for the rest of the month so
1: well yeah we know that trade dresses and, and yeah. yeah we can and like you said yeah we can definitely probably assume that the the, the um yeah that the tribute will also be going on through there. So, right. but that being said, uh, so that's something notable to check out. And it's a really touching, I mean, it's a slight flex for Howard University, but you know, it's a, it's a, it's a really good tribute and you should, you should check it out. And it's, and I'm sure if you're, you know, follow like the Marvel, um, uh, the, the, the Marvel, uh, Twitter page, or even news and needs, cause I'm pretty sure I, um, I retweeted both, uh, Stale Freeze's, uh, image that he did for it. And something that had the tribute in in full in it. Because it's a two-page tribute, because it's like an image that uh, Ransel Fiji did, and then the page where uh, Tani Hesikos writes uh, his tribute. Anyway, uh, let's go to Fire. fire. Yeah. And I think, let me go ahead.
0: Oh, sorry, go ahead. Go because it seems like we still have a couple of books left, but I've got a few fewer books than you do, so okay,
1: sure, go for it. I was gonna go ahead and do it, but yeah, go for it.
0: All right, first up Avengers number 36. We both read this. We did. Uh, my take is uh, Moon Knight and Black Panther duking it out, and it seems that Moon Knight is praying to someone, something other than Conchu now.
1: All I'm saying is it was pretty one sided fight, but it was a fight in. <laughs>
0: well, and, well what's funny about it is that they do get out but uh because of the praying to something other than konshu it turned it ended up being more um moon knight stalling for time to finish a prayer right um that's yeah. really how that's really how it ended up uh playing out which is funny so something like that you know yeah. because it didn't play out the way anybody thought so i thought it was a nice little twist but that's what that's what ended up happening right Um uh, batman three joker is number two uh the criminal joker and, and, and bear in mind there's supposed to be three jokers in this the criminal comedian and um uh god what was the other one criminal comedian and batman i'll forgive you folks it's late I mean, the I'm tired. there's a third joker what's
1: that is this is a batman who laughs or no. is that somebody different okay i don't forget. No
0: no, no no, because it's supposed to it's essentially the three stages of the historical uh the historical phases of the joker's character where they, they started out as a criminal then he was more essentially a comedian and then uh became uh something else and i forget um but while i, ch- I check on that essentially um the criminal joker almost finishes the job against the red hood slash jason todd and if you uh Remember death in the family, you know of what I speak. Um, as PCN underscore dirt says, and we'll find out more about this later, we still aren't sure where this is still going, where this is all going. So, um, you know, we're two issues in, it's still kind of vague. Um, next up, Department of Truth number one. This is actually by James Tinian fourth. It's a creator-owned book over at Image. Uh, spoiler alert. Um, this book reminded me of a flat earther joke I read this week. Um, you can kind of get the idea, get an idea that, uh, um, you know, something about conspiracy theories and whatnot would be front and center in a department of truth. Uh, the cliffhanger reveal at the end of this issue made me laugh, but it makes me curious to see where this goes. Uh, next up is Philadelphia number eight. Also from image, uh, James Sangster Sr. is on his way on the River Styx with Charon to see his dead wife, uh, while Jr., James Sangster Jr., is dealing with the latest move by vampire Abigail Adams. And we see how their two stories again intertwine. Um, and that is it for me. While I look up this. Uh, uh, Batman three Joker
1: thing that is bothering the hell out of me now. Oh, while you are doing that, I will go ahead and get mine out of the way while I am still trying to type it into the notes here. Uh, let's see, you did, 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 did. you did Philadelphia. I didn't read none of that. Falcon and Winter Soldier number three. So this was a fun one. Uh, Another fun one is a uh, potential click of the week. Now it's not at my click of the week. It's a potential one for me because it was so fun. But um, there's there's a... I will say there's a noticeable parallel between the naturals, which I can't believe that's what they call this fool, uh, parents uh, and... The real life family and friends of serial killers and celebrity um people who like to love to um uh, like well, that's not what the celebrity meant what this or just like that's not what this person meant, and not knowing this person at all, but you know or people you know people whose family members are like, well, you know well, this person has always been nice and shy, and this and that and, that and they never really heard a fly, but they went out and killed like twenty people um type of situation anyway. Um, but people deny that part regardless. So anyway, um, Sam and Bucky pretty much get a lead on where the natural is and the cows play as their former versions with that part was kind of, kind of amusing. Uh, they looked like they might've succeeded in talking this kid back from where his, where he was going, which pretty much, uh, hanging out with Hydra and, you know, um, you know, going bad. There was also a, a part in here was like, well, if you like, love the because and this kid, you know, as a and his parents were are fans of Captain America, so that's notable. The one funny part about this for me was that um, uh, I believe Sam mentions like, well, look, like, how can you how can you you know be a fan of uh, Captain America but you, you you're basically hanging out with Hydra? And I'm sitting and I sit here thinking like, well, you know, Captain America not so recently was a part of Hydra, like thinking to myself. But that's not who was going with it, so that's neither here nor there. Um, and I thought for a brief second that the kid was going to actually bring that up, but he didn't. He kind of went a whole nother way of, about it. Uh, but it seems like they found, uh, we, we found, we pretty much find out who Zemo's rival is, but we also find one of the two people that um, the fellows are looking for uh, in relation to that. But we still haven't found the other one. And I suspect we will find out that they may have something also to do with what's going on. Uh, Savage Avengers number 12. I, so we were talking on our back channel earlier, um, and I was kind of looking up, to see if this was indeed the last issue, because I'm fairly certain this book is supposed to end at some point. Uh, and I thought it was this one and it comes to find out in reading this issue that I had read this issue like months ago or a a while ago when, you know, we got copies. So luckily I kind of remember what happened to in, in this issue, but you know, Savage Avengers is kind of a, whatever. Uh, and the crux of it is that, um, uh, Dr. Strange and Elektra having a little fling go off to get, uh, get, uh, basically get the war party together. So they go and, uh, re- basically revive, uh, Dr. Voodoo, um, with some help of Dr. Voodoo's brother a- again. And then they go seek off, go off to seek, uh, Conan uh who is still in Mexico or wherever he is and then they finally they do that and then you know at the end of the issue we see the rest of uh the war party after before they go and take down um Gorath or whatever. Uh again, I'm not sure if this is the last issue or is, is, is it?
0: <laughs> you mixed the two. It's Coolin Gath and Shuma Sure. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh Kool Aid <Yeah>. man. Um <laughs> but uh
1: so yeah so so that is that and i'm not sure like i said, I'm, it, at the end of the thing it says next is the next issue coming so i believe if it wasn't supposed to end with this issue uh then i think it's probably going to end like 14 or 15 because i feel like this is one of the books that was slated to to uh to that got canceled basically
0: i was about to say i, I guess you haven't looked at the most recent solicitations i think this book goes through the new year so it have yeah, I, I'm okay. pretty sure I've seen Savage Avengers solicitations through the New Year. So it probably does take it through, what is it? 12? Well, it is 12. This is 12 now. Yeah. So yeah. so if it's 12 now, it probably takes it right into January.
1: Well, which goes go, goes back to what we were thinking. Cause I know we had talked, I feel like we had talked about this book being canceled at some point. And I couldn't remember what number it was canceled at. That's that was what I'm bringing I'm going to say partial partially because Part of covid
0: Right, at least through December. That's what it right. seems
1: like. Right. So if so, if it wasn't twelve, it's probably going to be like like I was saying in the back channel. It's probably going to be like fifteen or something like that. But regardless, we're heading to the the end of this book, one way right or on. Because if they canceled it now, well, I would be surprised because you know they have they have done other books dirty like that. I'm I'm surprised that they would do that to this book. Uh, but anyway, uh, Immortal Hulk, the threshing place. So we were talking about this before a little bit about this before the show um and i'll just say is that banner ends up in a small town and run into a gamma uh you know, gamma involved Monsanto situation involving a little girl. Uh and i pretty much said that yeah this seems like something out of um that could have been in a mortal hulk proper like at the beginning of uh the run but you know being that well one is not in two uh, it's not being written by Al Ewing. It's, uh, it's uh, like a it's a like a different creative team. It's uh, Jeff Lemur writing <laughs> yeah. this one. Yeah, um, we're not really sure w- w- if this gonna have anything. You know, it just kind of seems like a one off. Like I think, believe um, like, well, you can tell what you said about it.
0: Well, I mean, I think that it's just a one-off, but I don't see how this is going to relate back to anything that's happening in the main Immortal Hulk story. Um, I mean, you know, there's obviously a bit of a wait and see uh, to see if this uh, little girl at some point comes back right. with Gamma because there is, uh, you know, the the, the concept that Al introduced that once you go Gamma, you kind of don't go back even if um, – even if uh, 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 the Hulk kind of absorbed all the gamma radiation out of her. Um, and also this kid is probably going to be um, chased by the law because of some of the things that happens when she's under the gamma influence. So, um, you know, uh, we'll see if this uh, has uh, ongoing ramifications or if it's just a really nice-looking one-off story because Mike DelMundo's on art and it's, it's uh, really nice-looking right
1: now i mean and there's also precedents precedence for a thing that you know get that did get brought up in the main book that ended up coming back later that we thought was just you know something that would never brought back because it was something earlier because remember the, the kids from early on in the book that ended up coming playing a part in recent stories in a way not necessarily as you know as it originally was but in a way so, it's possible that, that this other kid could definitely come back into the main book for some longer, because I feel, I, I feel like they don't necessarily put this stuff out here for no reason. Like, maybe they just had the story just kind of laying around, you know, uh, and it could be possible that it's just one out, but I, I, I would love to believe that there's maybe something in here that, uh, if not the girl, or something that We'll go back into the see the uh, book before it ends, so we will see. Anyway, uh, Injustice Year Zero Number Seven. Um, why did I even cover up my notes? Super Superman goes to see about uh, J L. and L Scott, um, and there's possibly a passing portent to future. Um, to well, the how basically the the the, the whole thing starts uh, proper in the regular Injustice series. Possibly gets mentioned here. Um, but also Hal Jordan and Jay Garrick wants to get down to the bottom of what really happened to Alan Scott. And the Joker starts going after the Justice Society one by one. Uh, and also Joker and Harley's relationship takes the, takes an inevitable plunge, uh, at Harley's expense. And it's not the type of plunge that you would normally think about, um, when, when someone says take the plunge uh justice league annual number two this is another potential click of the week for me actually uh meanwhile at the hall of justice murder oh no or at least so we thought anyway um basically it's a trap and you can see akbar spinning and the just and the uh, hall of justice kind of uh goes after basically goes after the league and I do enjoy the way that, um, that they handled the situation, uh, and finding out who I like, I kind of would like to see more stuff like that. Cause basically the, 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 when it starts off, it was like, okay, so it starts off with like there's a murder and we need to solve it. So we want, we want to use, we need to use, you know, every, everybody's particular, um, you know, particular fields of, uh, you know, uh, Everybody's strengths, basically, and not just like physical strength, and try to find find out what happened here. But then, it ends up going off to be in the Hall of Justice and set, uh, in a trap and by some someone, something. But I did like to play the like the way that played out. and I would love to see a little bit more of that kind of aspect of the team going on. So, and also the Flash court has a, asked a question about the Supermobile that we've been asking for years. That I don't think nobody's really ever, you know that we've all had for years but anyway uh and that's pretty much that and i got a couple of notes but that's probably a little bit more telling about what's uh what ends up happening in the story that uh well that i don't want to spoiler um going on to my last book transformers versus the terminator number four i kind of skimmed this before we started uh, recording uh the terminator and starscream's team up kind of doesn't go as well uh, as planned, or it was an, a, a kind of more so the case that it was a uh, um, there was kind of a double cross, you would say. Uh, Prime and Meg- Megatron do their usual thing. Sarah holds her own against uh, Ravage, and everybody else is pretty much just a big knockdown dragon on fight with uh, you know um, uh, Autobots and Decepticons. Uh, Soundwave is not having a good day and of course this being the last issue of this mini series it ends on a note that uh as i must say in my notes, ends with a potential beginning uh and i'll leave it at that but overall i i kind of enjoyed um this this silly uh silly crossover if you are a fan of transformers and or the, the terminator maybe give this uh, mini series a, a try it's only four issues And that, folks, is it for me. Clicks of the week. And we have uh, two such clicks of the week from our uh, absentee co-hosts. Let's see. We have, from Dirt, uh, Batman 3 Joker's number two, and I believe you had something else more to say about that.
0: Well, Dirt's note to us uh we'll bring that up in a second uh dirt's note to us is that uh as i said earlier pcn underscore dirt is also not sure uh wtf is going on but he still wants to know and he feels like it's toying with him i i definitely uh concur
1: Okay, gotcha. And our other click from the of the week comes from Tim, which is Falcon and western Soldier number three. And I don't believe he said anything. No, he didn't say anything. So yeah. So that's that. Um I'm
0: still I'll tell you I was about to say I'll tell you that um I have a choice. I I made the pick. It's a little bit more sentimental because I think that my runner up pick uh as I clearly stated earlier. X Factor Number Four mm. really, really had a strong story because it really increased the stakes for uh, the combatants in the upcoming, you know, Tournament of Champions. Um, you know, from the from the Krikoan side at the very least. So, um, you know, that was that was just a, a really solid read. But in terms of my click of the week, I'm going to go with the number one that came out this week, Shang Chi number one, nice. because it was encouraging to see that you know they that they really did follow in the footsteps of some of the other mini series uh, limited series and 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 uh and just you know series that introduced us to or reintroduced us to characters with um with uh, uh more fleshed out backstories you know they used that formula to really uh give this character much more of a three dimensional uh Three dimensional field. So, uh you know, shout out to the creative team behind Shang Chi number one, Michael
1: Yeah, they they're definitely putting some care into uh this character and in, in this book, and and I am looking forward to seeing more of it. um I think for myself, so, so this is actually a, was a pretty good week for me personally because as you, as you've heard me say, there was a bunch of clicks of the week uh, or potential clicks of the week. Um, some of which I still think you should check out, but I'm thinking I'm I'm actually going to go with X Factor number four because of the big reveal, um, that was, uh, that was said in it. Um, we didn't mention something that happened to a specific character to, to bring this about, but you know, we, we, I don't know. If we may or may not get into that going forward in this in, in this uh, mini series. Or, but regardless, yeah, some things then not change. In, in regardless of where this, um, as, I would where, just say as, read as the book. The
0: <laughs> yeah, I would just say read the book. It's not for us to spoil every little thing. Well, uh, I, didn't, I but wasn't definitely. But I know. Spoil, I know but what but Roddy Cat's talking about because this is what causes much about. This is what leads everyone to find out. You know the ramifications of uh, certain things happening to these Krakowan mutants uh in other worlds so mhm you know i definitely i definitely understand that but uh but yeah i would just say read the book uh read the book read the book
1: Yeah, we're well, not on, chills
0: we're not chills
1: i'm not well, no 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 and the, the, my, my point was that there was a particular character that we that i've talked about in this character you know the things that happened to that i've had kind of sort of issues in the past like it's kind of yeah. What what happens to this 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 character is intriguing going forward. It, it, especially for being the catalyst of what happens here. So anyway. Um let us get into an ad read.
0: Our first ad read of the night is for Funko. Fun at first sight. Your home for exclusive collectibles such as their world famous pop vinyl bobbleheads. Apparel, including T-shirts, hats, and socks. And brand merchandise, including custom DIY pop figures, art books, and skateboards. And now the listeners of the Comic Book Chronicles can enjoy 10% off your entire purchase when shopping at Funko. To place your first order with 10% off and to help keep our show free for you, go to our network website at cspn.us. That's cspn.us. Then click on the Keep Our Podcast Free link at the top of the page. From there, scroll down to the Funco link and place your order. When you get to the checkout, put in the offer code SHOP10 for your 10% off discount. Funco through CSPN.us. Do it today. (laughs) And now we get into the news.
1: And we start off with the cinematic news as we do uh, this every time this weekend. I knew I forgot to do something because I meant to switch some stuff around. But uh, the boys spin off in development at Amazon to focus on college teens with superpowers. Uh, so just weeks after the second season of The Boys premiered, Amazon is doubling down on the franchise and are developing a spinoff series. According to Variety, the new series will be written and showrun by Craig Rosenberg and is reportedly set at a Voight International College exclusively for young adult superheroes. Uh, the trade describes the show as a college show meets The Hunger Games with the same heart, satire, and raunchiness of the flagship series. Uh, They note it will be an irreverent R-rated series that explores the lives of hormonal competitive soups as they put their physical, sexual, and moral boundaries to the test, competing for the best contracts in the best cities. Okay, next.
0: All right, Marvel's Moon Knight is rumored to be casting two major roles. Marvel's Moon Knight series is rumored to be cast in two major roles. It has been whispered by various sources that Mark Spector has already been cast, and the announcement is just waiting to be made. However, the directs, I guess the direct is a website, uh, the direct sources now say that Marvel is trying to build out the heroes' supporting cast. Specifically, they're trying to nail down Jean-Paul Duchamp and Marlene Allron for the Disney Plus series, uh... Frenchie is Spectre's best friend, and Marlene is a love interest. For those of you who are not familiar with older, uh, older issues and older series uh, uh, revolving around Moon Knight.
1: Yeah, uh, I, I to Nick, uh, Nick Fury, Marvel Disney Plus series in development with Samuel L. Jackson. So Samuel L. Jackson is reportedly reprising his role as Marvel's Nick Fury in a Disney Plus streaming service series. According to Variety, Jackson is attached to star in the Nick Fury series with Kyle Bradstreet from Mr. Robot serving as writer and executive producer. Uh, reps for both Jackson and Bradstreet decide to declined comment per the trade. Um. Uh, so yeah. Next.
0: All right, and cool news. Newcomer Iman Volani has been cast in the title role of Ms. Marvel, Kamala Khan. According to Deadline, Volani, 18, won the role after a long search. The Disney Plus series follows Kamala Khan, a Pakistani-American teenager in Jersey City who will be the MCU's first Muslim superhero on screen. Uh, In a 2019 interview with the the Canadian Broadcasting Channel, Valani referred to herself as a Pakistani American Muslim teenager with immigrant parents. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Oh, I mean, and the, the way, Ms. Marvel is expected to eventually segue into the big screen MCU.
1: Yeah. They, they went with a fresh face and that's, that's a good thing. Like I definitely had a pick in mind, but this person was a, a little older and probably would not have gotten a role. And probably there there would have been something, there would have been a stigma attached to it anyway.
0: Huh? I was about to say uh, that, I was gonna say, who was your pick? Because I thought it was going to be pretty impossible for them to find an established actress, even like on a, even from like a CW, you know, like from a CW uh, cast. True. Uh, or, you know, like one of those t- or like a freeform, you know, cast or whatever. Right. Like, where would they find a, a Pakistani American? Uh, 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 what do you call it? Well, uh, see, that
1: would be another thing because this person is not Pakistani. In fact, this person is Lebanese. Mm-hmm. um and uh my pick and some people think i was joking but i was actually serious and i don't know if this person actually had actually other acting chops but um the former adult actress mia khalifa
0: <laughs> oh the pandora's box okay
1: because because yeah and again like i said you can see the the stigma that would have gone about it but if but if you think yeah. about it have you ever heard her in an in interview she she kinda she kinda has that, you know, kinda geeky personality, you know, like I said, outside of the, the the stuff that she has done in the past. Um but yeah. But anyway, congrats to um uh what's her name? Iman Filani.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh,
1: so cool. Next up though, uh Conan the Barbarian live action series in development at Netflix. Uh, Netflix is reportedly developing a live-action series adaptation of Robert E. Howard's Conan the Barbarian. According to Deadline, the new Conan project is the first in a deal between Netflix and Conan Properties International. Uh, This deal would give Netflix the exclusive option to the Conan Book Library to develop live-action or animated television series and movies. Uh, Frederick Malberg and Mark Wheeler's Pathfinder Media are producing Netflix's the uh, series, which is looking forward to find looking to find a showrunner director. Okay. Next.
0: All right. Uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Emily Van Camp wraps filming with a final photo. Uh, the Falcon and Winter Soldier has been one of Disney Plus's most anticipated projects, picking up with Bucky Barnes and Sam Wilson after the events of Avengers Endgame. As filming on the series finished. Emily Van Camp, who plays Sharon Carter in the MCU, shared a final photo, posting it on Instagram, which featured a black and white image of her chair on set. The caption reads, that's a wrap. Always love playing this gal. Hashtag the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Hashtag coming soon.
1: And if you're watching the video, you can see said, uh, said uh, image as well as the, um, the picture of the young lady playing with Marvel um, there. Now this is also a rumor or a report, at least that's the way I'm taking it. Jeremy Renner's Hawkeye Marvel series to fill to feature villain Madame Mask. And I believe and shout out to one classic materia, um, aka the Fall Classic, um, who said that hey, maybe now they'll do the tape. And if you remember uh Fraction and uh Aha's Hawkeye series early on, that was a thing from that. Anywho, mm. Uh, Disney Plus will serve as an avenue for fleshing out several of our MCU uh, characters, and Jeremy Renner's Clint, Hawk, Clint Barton will clearly benefit from the year-old streaming service. The boat-wielding Avenger has been established as a mysterious character, blah, 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 blah. Uh, plot details of Hawkeye are still being kept under wraps, but the previously revealed working title, Arc Anchor Point, may shed some light on the comic book's ties uh, that the show could potentially adapt. Uh, several bits of casting news from the past months may hint at how the narrative may be inspired by Matt Fraction's highly acclaimed Hawkeye comic run. There you go. Now it appears that uh, another intriguing addition is coming to the Disney Plus show. Someone who will spell out trouble for the MCU's Master Archer, and that would be MetaMask. Which would lend credence to everything that's been just been said. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, Interesting. They would put Whitney Frost into the Hawkeye story, see how she falls into, how, how the rest of her story falls in line, with you know, Iron see Man. If they integrate the rest of her story into the m c u right,
1: yeah, 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 go figure uh, uh, next up though
0: uh the late Chadwick Bozeman was immortalized with an original mural at downtown Disney at Disneyland in Anaheim, California. Artist Nicholas Smith posted photos Thursday of the unveiling on Instagram saying, this one is special. My King Chad tribute is now on a wall on display at Downtown Disney. The Hollywood Reporter noted that the shopping district is open to the public while the remainder of the park is closed due to COVID-19.
1: And you can see the picture of the mural with uh, the artist standing in front of it uh, on the video. It looks good. Uh, Star Wars animation imagines the Jedi winning Order 66. So, basically, uh, uh, a new fan-made Star Wars animated video imagines how the franchise could have turned out if the Jedi were able to win Imperial Teen's Order 66. This is probably something that could have potentially gone into, um, or could still, actually, go into Marvel's Disney Plus's What If show. I'm just saying. Um... But regardless, uh, courtesy of YouTube channel, Star Wars Theory is a video recapping the events of Order 66 and imagining how the, the franchise could have moved forward if it failed. Clocking in at eight and a half minutes, the clip maintains key Star Wars moments during the pivotal time in the galaxy, including Anakin's uh, Star uh, Walker's turn. But imagines what if uh, Jedi Grandmaster Yoda and the rest of the Jedi Order was able to sense that this was coming, giving it a bit of time to come up with a plan. And, again, you can check it out uh, in the show notes. Next up.
0: The entire DCEU will be on HBO Max with Man of Steel's October 1st arrival. 2013's Man of Steel is officially coming to HBO Max on October 1st. That's today. Uh, Meaning the entire DC Extended Universe up until this point will be available on the streaming platform. Uh, HBO Max revealed the slate of content it plans to add in October uh, with Man of Steel arriving on October first, alongside such films such as uh, Jonah Hex, Constantine, Catwoman, oh. uh, The Color Purple, You've Got Mail, The Matrix trilogy, and the Teenage Ninja Turtles trilogy. Go Ninja, go Ninja, go! Oh no, among many others. <laughs>
1: Uh Ninja Rap. We know
0: what happens. I was about to say, we know what happens when I get tired. The comedy flows a little easier.
1: Uh some would say. Um, I think Worth noted that I don't they didn't say anything about the um the animated part of the DCEU, the the, the, the D C but I'm su- I'm assuming that part the rest of that is probably gonna be there at some point given what we already know about uh what's gonna happen with D C universe. Anyway, uh Aldous Hodge and talks to play Hawkman in new DC's uh new Lions DC movie Black Adam. So if you if you don't know Aldous Hodge, he who was in um uh Leverage, which was a good show, you should check it out. But also apparently he starred in City on the Hill and appeared in this re- year's remake of The Invisible Man. Um but yes, he's uh nabbed the high flying role of Hawkman in Black Adam and is now in final negotiations to join New lines, uh, action adventure thriller, featuring the DC Comics a- anti-hero starring Dwayne Johnson. <clears throat> Excuse me. so cool. Um, yeah, cool. Next up, sorry.
0: Right, next up, uh, Batwoman season two. First photo of Javisha Leslie in the bat suit revealed. Um. You know, we, we've talked about this before, that there's going to be a new character uh, who's going to be playing Batwoman. And uh, we've gotten our first look at Javisha Leslie wearing the iconic Bat suit. Leslie posted the image on her Instagram account showing what looks to be a screenshot of a costume test, along with the message, look out, Gotham, I'm suited up and ready to go. But just wait until Ryan Wilder puts her own spin on the Bat suit.
1: Cool. Let's see. Rey Mysterio leaps into the ring in first teaser for animated series. Uh, WWE superstar Rey Mysterio has shared a short teaser for his upcoming self-titled Lucha Libre themed animated series. Uh, listos. Uh, get ready. It's on. booyaka uh, Has uh, at uh, Cartoon LA and at a couple of other people with some hashtags to it. Uh, Mysterio tweeted. The eight second long teaser then shows an animated Ray Mysterio rise from the, from underneath the the entrance ramp. Uh, he stops to pose in front of the audience as an announcer calls out his name beyond Mysterio. The Jumbotron displays his face with one of his signature masks. After the the announcer calls his name, Mysterio leaps into the ring and strikes a menacing pose as the teaser ends with the shot of the Ray Mysterio series logo. So, There you go. If you're a wrestling fan, you can check that out. It doesn't appear to say they're here when this is actually coming out. But yeah, there you go.
0: Next. Okay, this is a report. I guess this is supposed to be more of a rumor. Um, The third season of The Boys will reportedly make some major changes to Jensen Ackles' Soldier Boy character while also introducing a new suit as you know, which is what they call super-powered people on the boys, as Starlight's former boyfriend. According to the Illuminati nerdy, God, Ackles will have been the only person to don the Soldier Boy uh, persona in the comics by Garth Ennis and Derek Robertson. Numerous people s- suited up as Soldier Boy dating back to World War II. As for Starlight, the boys will introduce a new suit named Supersonic that grew up with Aaron Moriarty's character. Okay.
1: So yes, uh, so Soldier Boy will also be a rapper who with who had this one song called Crank That. But that's a joke only if you know of who Soldier Boy is was.
0: That's too recent for me. Yeah. <laughs>
1: um, also, Supersonic. Anyway,
0: well, I was that's what I was referring.
1: To. <laughs> I knew you would like that one. Anyway, the boys cast Lord of the Rings John uh, Noble. As Butcher's dad. But he was also in fringe, but that's neat to hear I saw day. I
0: was about to say, I saw this picture and I realized which character it was.
1: Mm. You know, which,
0: which which Lord of the Rings character it was. Lord right. Denethor. Oh no, not that guy.
1: Right, which which means that uh Carl Urban, who, you know, also in Lord of the Rings,
2: right,
0: is
1: being played by another Lord of the Rings uh, alum. Uh
0: it's a little mini reunion.
1: Basically. So, but anyway, the the the, the boy season two is cast John Low uh, Noble as Samuel Butcher, the father of Carl Urban's Billy Butcher. The uh, the cast is well again, like we just said, as the a, as a Lord of the Rings reunion. As this article also says, with Noble and Urban, uh, um, wait, Denethor the Second and Eomer, Eomer, yeah, Eomer. So mm-hmm. there you go. There what you you
0: remember, is Elmer, It's Eomer and Eowyn right you No, know, the right. brother and sister so sure, Ayo sure. is um whatchamacallit the uh oh I forget the actress's name oh Miranda Otto right wow you you really remember these names <laughs> it's uh whatchamacallit she went on to do you know she she's going on to do other stuff that I remember seeing her name in so
1: mm, okay yeah that isn't, that's his name I'm not familiar with but cool next up
0: alright uh Lord of the Rings series and Cowboy Bebop are back to filming. For better or worse, filmmakers and showrunners continue to resume their productions in the face of COVID-19. Among the latest to tread back into the tepid waters of doing stuff after taking some time off are Amazon's Lord of the Rings prequel series, as well as Netflix's live-action Cowboy Bebop adaptation, both filming in New Zealand. Okay. Okay.
1: Okay, three, two, one. Let's not go. Uh, 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 uh. Okay, um, anyway. Next up, we have Transformers War for Cybertron uh Agent Seven has yet to see Cowboy Bebop, so that would not really, I don't know. Anyway, Transformers War from Cybertron drops first. I to say. <laughs>
0: okay.
1: When you when you get to it, it's it'll be immediately apparent.
0: Listen, I'm still on Naruto. It's gonna be a while.
1: Oh god, you I'm might as well Naruto go to Naruto
0: and Gundam Wing. So. I was
1: about to say you might as well go to uh uh um but we've talked about this. you, you might as well go to Cowboy Bebop it's much shorter than Naruto is. Um <laughs> and probably you know picks up a, a, a whole lot better you anyway, uh transformers war for cybertron drops first earth rise teaser uh the first teaser for transformers war for cybertron earth rise the second chapter in netflix's uh cg animated transformers trilogy series has been released the teaser was unveiled during the hasbro pulsecon virtual convention we have more news on that later uh the short video picks up after siege of course uh, with Optimus Prime and a team of Autobots awakening after being adrift in space after fleeing Cybertron. Whether the Autobots have landed, mostly likely Earth, uh, they have been discovered by a member of a rogue faction of Transformers bounty hunters. Okay, so this sounds like this might be before they get there, to get to Earth. So, mm-hmm. uh, The third chapter of War for Cybertron, subtitled "Kingdom." Was confirmed to reintroduce the Beast Wars after a line of toy figures was also revealed that uh, had proposed. Con again, we will get to that later on.
0: Next, all right. Uh, Chuck E. Cheese, oh goodness, is bankrupt, but it plans an animated series and live action film. Good god, people, family <laughs> restaurant chain. Chuck E. Cheese is branching out with plans to launch an entertainment division that will move into animation and movies. CEO David McKillips told Business Insider that the entertainment division will first try toys and merchandising of the character Chuck E. Cheese. He said for our demographic of three to eight year olds, all of our listeners, right? He is one of the most popular characters in the world. Uh, the entertainment division is meant to be one of the company's pillars of growth, McKillips stated, though he divulged few details about its operations. He added, Ideally, we would love to have Chuck E. Cheese in animation and possibly one day a movie feature as well. Good God! Uh, so, yes,
1: this is. It so- bad! So this is not necessarily comic related, but you can kind of tell from what this is saying, there's probably going to be a comic book series about this at some point. Mark my words. Um, also, Five Nights at Freddy's is a big thing. So I, this is, yeah, not a surprise for you, for those of you uh, video game folks who know who that is. Next up, Warner Brothers' Hot Wheels film lands Now You See Me 3 writers. Uh, Warner Brothers announced a live action film based on Mattel's Hot Wheels toys more than a year ago, and the film has remained in development since. Why is this happening? Who even knows? Um, The studio has announced that progress has been made with the involvement of two new screenwriters, Uh, screenwriters Neil Whitener and Gavin James are now attached to the upcoming Hot Wheels movie. According to Hollywood Reporter, the writers were were brought in after com- competing against several other writers in providing a treatment for the film, which was announced in January 2019. I feel like we talked about it and probably said some of the same things even then. If we mm-hmm. even talked about it. Um... So, yeah, the details, of the, the details of the treatment has not been revealed. And again, like I said, uh, Now You See Me 3, the, these folks are writing, which guess what? There's a now You See Me 3, I guess. Weird. Um, also weird, there's a, people been trying to get a mask movie off the ground. And I find it very funny that a Hot Wheels movie is going to probably potentially going to come out before a, a mask
0: movie. Next. Next up scooby-doo and guess who returns to boomerang tomorrow or at least that or soon with brand new episodes and superstar celebrity casey musgraves Uh, who joins the cast as daphne's new best friend cpr has an exclusive clip of musgraves co-starring role in the phantom the talking dog and the hot 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 sauce uh boomerang will be offering the episode free to stream for a limited time okay All right. Uh, sorry,
1: moving something around here for a second. Uh, boop. Uh, last in the cinematic news: <laughs> uh, a little bit of fun note that I know um, Agent 70 to get a kick out of, as he's already I, doing.
0: I, I heard like five seconds of this song. Did you?
1: Laughing. Okay, I hadn't heard it yet because I was gonna, I was gonna ask you that. Uh, Fast and Furious: Vin Diesel trades in NAS for a microphone, releases a pop song. So, Fast and Furious actor Vin Diesel is expanding his entertainment repertoire with the release of a song. Diesel made a surprise appearance on The Kelly Clarkson Show, which I am surprised that's still going on, to release his uh new single, I Feel Like I Do. Uh, <laughs> Diesel said that since uh coronavirus uh, COVID-19 pandemic has led to stalled productions on his films, he turned to music during the quarantine, oh my god. Uh, I'm so honored to be able to, to debut my music on the show, on your show, Diesel told Clarkson. Uh, I have another creative outlet, uh, another way to show you or show share with you my heart. And you said you heard five seconds of it. Yeah. How does it?
0: It's, a, it's definitely a pop song. It's hmm. definitely a pop song in the vein of very, very pop songs. So. Right
1: so there's a link to it here and I kind of want to play a little bit of it but I know how that's going to play out so I'm not going to do it so you folks can do that all like I am probably going to do after the show because I haven't meant to actually listen to this you can watch the clip in the show notes on this article if you so dare and now we will transition over into the comic book news And we start off with DC debuts first look at Zatanna, the Jewel of Gravesend, young adult graphic novel. Uh, DC Comics has revealed an official first look uh, Zatanna's new at as I guess that's supposed to be at Zatanna's new um, young adult graphic novel by Alice Arden and Jacqueline de, de Leon, Zatanna, the Jewel of Gravesend. Uh, written by Arden and illustrated by De Leon, De, De Leon with letters by Ariana Maher, the jewel of Graceland the set to hit shelves in April of 2021, with cover of Christ of 1699. Um, and gives a little bit of the synopsis here, which I won't give away, because you can read it for yourself. Next.
0: All right. Uh, in the Flash 761, I think it was last week's issue. Yes. One of Reverse Flash's big, big reveals is that he's been using a secret power game through The negative speed force against the Flash and his family to devastating effects. Thawne proves that he hasn't just been Barry Allen's main nemesis, but he's been affecting the entire DC Universe for a long time. And apparently, big spoiler alert, big spoiler alert, uh, the reverse Flash helped shatter the Teen Titans. I'm not sure how.
1: So this is, uh, so I will get into this real quick. And I will say, I've kind of said part of this on Twitter. Uh, and I will say it again. One, comics are real dumb. Two, um, uh, and I said that in relation to, uh, Fire Force, because people talk about how the, 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 the power has been, uh, come across in Fire Force, which is a good show. You should check it out. Are kind of bananas given, you know, the crux of, you know, the, the, the main element of, people's powers in that world. But and again I say comics are dumb. So this uh, basically is so I'm just gonna go ahead and spoil it. The reverse flash gets some sort of hypersonic whisper, apparently, from from the negative speed force. Um and he has used it supposedly in various situations, one of which in is uh helping in breaking up the Teen Titans because he basically whispered in uh Kid Flash's ear, uh, who tried to stop Damien from doing what he did, but he went along with it anyway, and that's where this article talks about. But he also, and this is where I have another problem with comic, because this is so stupid. Um, we also find out that he may have whispered into Wally West's ear, and uh, that has, which leads him into that whole Heroes in Crisis debacle of him accidentally, you know, uh, of him basically covering up the bodies instead of just saying, Hey, I did this and this is, you know, this is what I can, this is what happened. So, which means that given that this means that uh, a villain is pretty much the cause of what happened to what's going on with these, with these teams and these people, as opposed to these people and heroes having these issues and stuff. And I kind of hate that. Because it's basically, just like, well, okay, well, it's not that these people did these things on their own and, you know, had their mistakes and did the things. Like, oh, no, here's a supervision that, that pretty much did the thing that caused them to do the things that they did. So, therefore, it, you know, taking the agency back away from them and just saying, it was like, yeah, nope, it's always, it's, it's, it's a fun doing this. And I hate that. I really do. Anyway, next up.
0: Okay. Uh, um, you got me. next.
1: Yeah, I know. um. Why did I put it in here twice? Um, let me make sure I didn't do anything crazy here for a second. Da, 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 da. Nope. Okay, we're good. Milestone Comics now available in DC's digital library with com- classic series collections. Uh, Milestone Comics is building up to the relaunch of the Milestone universe at DC by making this classic backlog of comics available on Comixology, uh, Amazon, Kindle, Apple, and more. It was announced during DC FanDome that the collected editions of Milestone Comics would be released leading up to the February 2021 relaunch, and the first wave has officially landed. Uh, Hardware, The Man in the Machine, is available now, written by Dwayne McDuffie, with art by Dennis Cowens and J.J. Birch. Uh, This will be followed by Icon, A Hero's Welcome, on October 6th, written by McDuffie and M.D. Bright. With art by Bright and ArtCon Volume Two, the Mothership, the Mothership Connection, on October thirteenth, written by McDuffie with art by Bright and Mike Gustavich. Um, so yeah, and then just goes back with a little into a little bit of history on Milestone Comics. So yeah, so so that one, uh, so hard was out there now on the Comicsology for your. I'm not, I don't think it's on Unlimited because I did not check that part before coming here because I was, I was. I might I thought about picking that up. Um and I don't think it says anything about when static shock's coming. Uh um, so icon. Yeah. So I guess that stuff's still coming later on.
0: Next up. Next up, the death of Chadwick Boseman is a fresh and painful memory just one month after his passing. And in this week's Marvel Comics titles, and as we discussed earlier, probably the rest of the month, he's being eulogized and remembered by someone who knew him for over 20 years, Black Panther writer ta Coates. Beginning with a Black Panther quote about death and the Wakandan idea of the land of the dead from Secret Wars number 7, Coates' eulogy of Chadwick Boseman brings up their common ground, Washington, D.C.'s Howard University, where they both attended one year apart. I'm going to adjust this note there. <laughs> okay. No, because uh, it said Howard Universe, where they both attended. Does Which it, you know, to some people i just changed it to university.
1: It, it does have the absolute no, yeah, it absolutely does say in the audio uh, in the uh, in the uh thing Howard Universe. That's crazy. I didn't even pick that up. But editing, folks, it's a thing. You should really do that. Have that, and I think Chris Aaron is a. Let me shut up. Uh, anyway, so but yeah, you are right about both of those. And I, like I said earlier, it was a big Howard U flex um, by Tony Good skills. But you should definitely check out the tribute because it is quite I touching.
0: Fucks, is it an H U to the people in the know? Yeah, I guess I don't know. I'm not one of those people. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was about I know to say this. I, was about to, I, I don't know if you if you had any um, Howard University graduates in your uh, in your friend circle. I I Um, didn't. I don't actually have any, but I knew of from uh,
1: high school. I know I follow um a couple, at least one or two uh, on my timeline. I don't think I know of any personally, but you know. But if you do know of anybody, you know they love going on about Howard and (laughs) Howard, you know. So yes, that is definitely a thing that is out there. Forster, Marvel's Red Hulk returns in December's Captain America. Captain America will face off with the Red Hulk in an upcoming issue of the Starfangled Avengers Solo series. Plot deals for the issue were scarce in Marvel's December Civilizations, with the description only reading Red Hulk in capital letters. Uh, the issue will be written by Tony Coates and illustrated by Leonard Kirk. The cover comes from Alex Ross, and which you can see right here. Well, we know Red Hulk was around, so again, we're still waiting to see when and or if he's going to show up in Immortal Hulk. Is the question, which I know it's, it's just probably a matter of when and not if.
0: Next up. Uh, next up. Uh spoilers! Death may be the start of the next uh, X Men schism. I doubt it, but you never know. They might take it this way. Yeah. I had, I had to, I had to click on the article to take a look. But essentially, spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! For one of the books that you're probably not reading, Hellions. Hey. Um, <laughs> Oh, I was serious. You know, it's one of those, like, you know, books that I'm, I'm pretty sure people are sleeping on. Yeah. I think it was a, an okay read for the first four issues. So, hmm. uh, obviously, they're going to detour into uh, Ten of Swords in the next two issues, I believe. So, um, but in the first story arc, they dealt with um, the ramifications of trying to shut down the uh, the former cloning base of Mr. Sinister and... Uh, you know, one of his uh, main clones, his very first, you know, one of his uh, biggest uh, clone jobs, which was of Jean Grey, um, uh, creating Madeline Friar. Um, You know, the fact that she dies, spoiler alert, in this miniseries, allegedly may become the start of the next schism because Havoc is not so happy about the fact that she is not up on the uh, uh, resurrection protocol list. Right.
1: And if you, if you, didn't already get the the implications here yes uh x-men was basically uh uh civil war for the for the mutant crowd um initially which i don't think i've actually ever read now that i think about it
0: i don't Uh, remember it's a long time ago
1: yeah uh regardless if they if they do do it again then yeah that could be the crux of it we don't know who even knows uh Ten of Swords uh, X Men editor addresses major change from Free Comic Book Day issue. Uh, July's Free Comic Book Day uh, X Men issue was leading to last week's uh, Ten of Swords creation number one, providing hints for the then upcoming event. However, some fans noticed a major change from, on the Hanged Man tarot card between the two issues. Uh, the X Men line editor uh, Jordan White recently explained the reasoning behind that change. Uh, and it basically had to do with a couple of... Cha- I won't, I'm not going to go into it, but it's basically characters that was on one... Some characters with one card and not on the uh, card in in creation. And Jordan White just kind of explains that. Because basically, hey, things happen in, in creating a comic book. And you can read that for yourself in the show notes, though. Next up.
0: Next up, uh, in Ten of Swords... um. It's heavily uh, it's heavily inspired by the use of tarot cards that offer glimpses of the future. In the fu- in the first issue, one text piece details a card reading done by the mutant Marie-Ange Colbert, the precognitive, no relation to Stephen Colbert, the precognitive mutant known as Tarot. Was Tarot a member of the Hellfire Club? Uh, Hellions, correct. Hellions, yeah, that's what I thought. So. Yeah, that is a, a, a reference to, you know, her... I mean, this character first appeared, I believe, in uh, New Mutants. So that's why mm-hmm. this is entitled... Uh, the, uh, it's a perfect, quote-unquote, uh, New Mutants cameo. Sure. So, next up,
1: uh, Spider-Man Noir. An X-Men relic brings back the Spider-Man, spider versus heroes' uh, enemies. Uh, so Adnan did not read this issue because I um, was but because I have been reading this book. But basically apparently the Mcon, MCron crystal shows up in Spider Man Noir.
0: Oh. No kidding. I thought it might be the Siege Perilous. I'll be honest, I didn't read the article. I just saw that uh, headline. I was like, oh, they brought in the Siege Perilous. Yeah, I'll, I just saw
1: the permalink, which sometimes the permalink ends up spoiling stuff, and I don't like that, but it's fine because I was going to read it anyway. I wasn't really that pressed about it. But yeah, so apparently the Emkron crystal shows up and does a thing and, and causes some problem. Okay. Yeah.
0: Uh, next up. Next up, uh, there is some cover art from the new Marvel Prose novel line. Uh uh Aconite. Oh Jesus, is that oh Aconite, I guess that's a publishing house. I guess, yeah. Released the first two covers for its line of Marvel Untold prose novels based on Marvel Comics characters. The first is Marvel Untold, The Harrowing of Doom by David Ennendale, with cover art by Fabio Lestrani, on sale December 1st, 2020, here in the United States. The second is Marvel Legends of Asgard, The Sword of Surtur by C.L. Warner, with cover art by Grant Griffin, also on sale December 1st. Okay, cool. No relation to C.L. Smooth, though. That we love.
1: Anyway, uh, Luke Skywalker's secret lightsaber comes at a great cost. So this is a spoiler for Star Wars uh, number six from last week, which I do, which I did talk about a little bit. Didn't really get that far into it. Uh, but actually, I'm going to take this next one too because it's kind of sort of related. Exactly. Um, so if you did not know that, uh, the, the, Luke got a sky, got a, got a lightsaber last week, but it's not the one he was looking for. It was a yellow lightsaber. If you know about the yellow lightsaber, which going into this next storyline, I mean, story, uh, article is also a thing that happened. Uh, Star Wars, a, a classic Kenner lightsaber toy goof is now canon, except for the fact that it's not less of a, well, it was a goose goof then because we didn't have what we have now, but it's been put in the canon with the um, the telling of the Guardians of the Jedi Temple um, basically had yellow lightsabers. And we've seen this in Rebels, we've seen this in Clone Wars, uh, and now it's made its way to the comic book. So it wasn't just the, the a goof from the Tory line from back in the day, but they basically made that canon. Um, and the, the, you know, the implications of him having, and you can see the picture of him, the old Kenner thing with the balloon-looking lightsaber that we had to deal with back in the day because, you know, things were things. But yeah, like I said, this the, the implications were that hey, he now has the lightsaber of a Jedi Guardian, a Temple Guardian, in a nutshell. Next up, now we're getting some toy news! Yay! This is, um... Uh, uh-huh uh agent 70's favorite part of the show i know
0: i was about to say at least when it comes to the stuff that i collect god forbid we talk about like you know stuff that i get let's not get into that stuff at least sounds about um all right so um which one call it so you covered uh the goof right yes okay so next up uh hasbro pulsecon news HasLab. Vintage Collection Razor Crest revealed and more at the first ever Hasbro PulseCon this week. Hasbro revealed a galaxy of major new figures and collectibles across several lines celebrating all eras of the Star Wars saga. Among the biggest announcements is one that's sure to please bounty hunter fans everywhere, a new Hasbro has lab crowdfunding campaign for the Star Wars The Vintage Collection Razor Crest. In addition to the fan favorite Warriors very cool ship the release will come with a 3.75-inch Mandalorian figure in Beskar armor with a one-of-a-kind soft-goods cape, but only if the campaign is successfully funded. It's already done. Want to make it happen? This is the way. You can pre-order and back the HasLab Razorcrest for $350. bucks us canadian price may differ internationally. If the campaign is backed with a minimum 6,000 backers by November 9th, 2020 at, um, mid, at 11.59 p.m., Eastern Time, the Razor Crest will go into production. That's already been done, if I'm not mistaken. You're right, because I am looking at the page right now. It's got what nine thousand
1: backers, and the target was six thousand, so it is absolutely funded.
0: No, so what? Where are they? Huh? What was the number?
1: Nine thousand four
0: backers. Oh, thousand. So they're about to get to ten, and that's where the next story comes in.
1: Yep. Which you, actually, you can go ahead and take that one.
0: Are you sure. Okay. Yeah. So at ten thousand dollars, the three hundred at uh, ten thousand backers. That is the $350 Razor Crest from the Mandalorian um will get to um actually since it's already passed the $8,000backer stretch goal the toy company has already added an escape pod accessory once it gets to $10,000 there will be a baby Yoda figure uh, uh included to complete with pram and the gear shaft knob he became fascinated with in the show and uh Come on a traditional card back. That's pretty cool.
1: Yeah, or you can be like, you can pay ten dollars and get the little figure that came in the black series. That, you know, but actually, you wouldn't do that because it's probably a better a better mold of of that one than this one was. Um, but yeah, that's pretty cool. That's that's a lot for that. But you could say the same thing about the Sentinel. So, <laughs> but it's making it. So I can't. I'm not going to complain. I you know.
0: Next well, what I was gonna add, what I was so, gonna add is, though, this looks like a pretty substantial toy. Oh, totally, totally. This is not like one of those hollow vehicles. This is, you know, they make those hollow vehicles. This is not one of those.
1: I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if they said they were going to do another uh, Falcon, like another model <laughs> of the Falcon, and do something like that. Yep, I, like I wouldn't be surprised at all. Wield Stormbreaker with this life-size adventures in-game replica. And I know Agent 70 probably already has his, uh, his um preodor hand.
0: No! <laughs> no! No, no, no. I've got my Mjolnir. I'm good. <laughs> uh, if they fa- have Data Ray Bill's Stormbreaker, maybe.
1: Yeah, yeah, this is this is definitely the in-game one and not the, the the classic one. Fans will soon be able to wield the thundering the stormbreaker in their hands, thanks to Hasbro's recent announcement of life-size replica of Thor's weapon from the Marvel Cinematic Universe, Avengers Infinity War, and in-game uh, Hasbro's Marvel Legends Avengers in-game Stormbreaker prop replica that rolls off the tongue, replicated Thor's axe. Complete with a tree like handle, I mean it was a tree because it was Groot, uh in homage to Groot's sacrifice in the MCU's film. Imagine defeating Thanos with this Thor Electronic Roleplay X. Entertainment Earth described it as on his uh product page. Activate exciting thunder sound effects with the push of a button. Fans and collectors can imagine joining the battle to save the universe. And you can see a picture of the of the model holding holding up Storm breaker. Cool.
0: Next, I was about to say if uh, if you didn't catch, I guess you didn't catch the um, uh, no, the sorry, live video. At the live video uh, uh, presentation, the live panel, basically presentation. The uh, one of the, the 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 Marvel Legends guys had had it, had the uh, the hammer and sw- the and the hammer axe and swung it around, and that thing is gigantic.
2: Mm. I don't, it don't is
0: know. It looks absolutely gigantic. That is no joke you know, like one of the biggest like role play toys. You know, whenever we get back to cosplay, you know, uh and and, uh, and conventions, anyone cosplaying uh uh Infinity War or uh Endgame Thor is gonna rock this ham this axe and it's gonna be really cool. True.
1: Uh Spider Man Don's sleek anti ox suit. not antioxidant, uh in Hot Toys figure. As Marvel's Spider-Man for Phoenix 4 reaches its climactic ending, a group reeled in Peter Parker discovers that he's responsible for helping, uh, you know what? Well, whatever. This, this is you two years old movie, uh, two years old video game that he's responsible for helping Dr. Octopus construct the neural interface that grants the mad scientist control over his deadly robotic arms. So to take on an enemy, he helped shape Spider-Man builds the armored anti-Ock suit. That's OCK suit to level the playing field. Now, Solid Show has unveiled Hot Toys' new six-scale collectible figure for the iconic uh, Antioch outfit. Listed at 250 and available for pre-order with the estimated arrival date between January and March of 2022, this prize piece comes with a variety of interchangeable eyes, hands, and web accessories. Uh, so yes, you can see the picture of it here and all of the accoutrement here if you're watching the video even with apparently web lines and such. That's cool, I guess. Uh, But yeah, there you go. That's the thing. It's coming. Next.
0: All right, next up.
1: um... In fact, uh, you know what? You know what? I will save you the burden. I will take these next four. How about that? Because they're all... Wait,
0: hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on.
1: knowing how averse to video game, uh, news, um, by agent seven years, I will, I will, I will fall on that X or that way line as it is. Spider-Man miles Morales pre-order skins can be earned in game. Um, so yeah. So apparently folks, you know, I'm not going to tell you how to live your life. You can pre-order a game all you want to, but you know, sometimes they're not worth it. Uh, and in this case, um, like even up into including you know pre-ordering it to get the game early so did you could be like hey I, got, I played the game earlier that's just done or for betas that's just don't do that it's yeah that's that's a whole thing that's gone out of control lately but anyway um, so yeah so the suits that uh, the, the pre-order skins that uh, that you could get if you did pre-order will, will now well it will now probably always has been Earnable uh, in game, so you don't have to worry about pre-ordering it. Just for that reason, uh, but pre-orders for that Miles Morales game went, went live already, so you can go check that out. Uh, next up, though, Spider- Marvel Spider-Man Remastered, uh, New Peter Parker ps5 details uh first 60 frames per second gameplay revealed so yeah so this is also another part of the story where so um they did they're doing a remaster of uh the, the spider-man game from ps4 and putting it on ps5 we kind of talked about a little bit last week in that if you uh get the ultimate edition of the miles Morales game you will get the remaster version of the spider-man ps4 uh and this is some gameplay that you can see here, but it also comes with, apparently they recast or they redid Peter Parker's face model. Uh So it doesn't look like the one that is in the original game, which I guess could make that a collector's item. Maybe, maybe not unless they patch it. Uh, the PS4 version. I don't know. I don't think it even says here, but basically they, uh I will skip ahead and say that they address the change to Peter Parker, um, and basically said that they wanted to make the, make the model younger to go along with Yuri Lowenthal, who is voicing the character's face, uh, voice. And that is why the face change, or at least that that is the alleged cause for the, the face change. So, which doesn't make any sense to me, but eh, it is what it is. But last and not least, uh, on that front, uh, Spider-Man Remastered reveals amazing suit. So basically, one of the skins that you will get uh, when you buy the Miles Ultimate Edition will get a voucher for the Spider-Man Remastered, like I said. But it will also become, which I think I'm almost fairly certain this suit is already in the PS4 version, version, but you basically get Andrew Garfield's amazing Spider-Man suit. Um, I will have to see if that is actually true or not. Because I feel like there's a similar version in of this suit that is in uh the PS4 version. So uh I I I question what difference that this would be in, outside of the fact that you're just getting it out the gate. And with that, that is the Spider Man uh video game update for this week, and we shall move on.
0: All right, next up, uh, Hasbro debuts new Transformer Beast Wars action figure line. Hasbro revealed the first look at four upcoming figures from the final installment in the Transformers War for Cybertron Trilogy Kingdom. The first look comes courtesy of IGN with the figures drawing inspiration from the Beast Wars animated series. The figures that were revealed include Rattrap, Cyclonus, Cheetor, and Megatron in his Tyrannosaurus Rex form. And we found out more during the PulseCon event uh, from this past Saturday.
1: Yeah, and I will go ahead and say that Cyclonus definitely was not a part of the original Beast Wars. So that was a weird one. But at the same time, you know, hey, Mm -hmm. it stands to reason, I guess. Um, No new uh, Optimus Primal, I guess. Or maybe it hasn't been revealed yet or something. Anyway, next up... uh, all the big reveals from Hasbro PulseCon from the Power Rangers side of this of things. So Hasbro PulseCon was was the thing that had happened, and Power Rangers fans had got some amazing new additions to the Lightning Collection to add to their collections. Uh, the Power Rangers panel featured a look at several upcoming releases and some new lines with the Lightning Collection series, and also featured featured a look at Wave Seven to boot, which is up for pre order now. Uh, And this article pretty much goes into what what was uh, unveiled. So basically, there was some Dino Thunder characters, uh, some Power Rangers in space characters. And they they even actually in the reveal, they had some of the cast from the various shows uh, in the reveal. So that was kind of cool um let's see is there anything else so yeah those is like head figures or pop-up head figures of the original uh, power rangers there's a um says king sphinx here yeah the pumpkin wrapper. there's a figure there's a in space red ranger and astronomer figures uh, and looks like yeah these are like sets uh there's a spd b squad a squad blue ranger so another red ranger for dino thunder uh, another Green Ranger, some putty, uh, et cetera, et cetera. There's a uh, oh yeah, there's um the, the Pink Ranger, the cat version of Pink Ranger, from um uh, uh in space, not in, yeah from In Space. Uh and another uh white tiger, uh one. So yeah, there you go, Power Ranger stuff. Next up
2: all righty uh
1: let's see did you have more have with step basketball stuff that you wanted to talk about I,
0: I was just putting it in until the last story so okay. um we'll get to it. bring it up now if you wanted to but no i was about to say the McFarlane toys and funko pop uh new york city new york comic-con 2020 exclusives launched um this past week um Tom McFarlane took to social media early this week to confirm that seven McFarlane toys uh, in uh, New York Comic Con 2020 exclusives are available at Walmart's Collector Con event. These figures include The Witcher 3, Wild Hunt Gold Label, Geralt, and lots of other, (laughs) a whole bunch of other characters. These figures will be available to order at Walmart starting at 11 a.m. earlier today, uh, October 1st. If uh, you got yours, good for you.
1: Yeah, I guess most no- more notable to comic book fans is there was the spawn and a uh, Bar- Batman Arkham Knight figure. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was also in there. Next up uh, Incuban's Girl Genius comic available to read in N- Nintendo Switches. Well, it's not a video game, it's more of an app, but okay. Uh, Incuban uh, Rain Games and Studio foglio are making the entire 20 year history of the hugo award-winning girl genius webcomic available to read in the oh okay maybe this is a video game sorry um girl genius adventures in castle heterodyne kickstarter video game on nintendo switch i was thinking it was in the nqpn um app the full re- press release can be found below, along with a short video announcement. I don't know anything about uh, this video game or this uh, or this girl genius thing, but hey, there you go, it's out there.
0: Next, uh, next up, uh, NFL stars, the trap mixes sports and politics. What? Um, yes. Yeah, was... Oh, former Chicago Bears linebacker Lance Briggs. All right, I, I, I I'm familiar. You got know. But, yeah with this, uh, with this uh, player and his move into uh, comic books. So, um, former Chicago Bears linebacker Lance Briggs is moving into comics for his new project with a crowdfunded sci-fi graphic novel that's at once a sports comic and a polemic against systemic failures that drive the poor to crime, apparently. The trap centers around Jalen Robinson, a rising star in the world of the new intergalactic sports surf riding, even though he hails from the least likely starting point, Earth. But when he needs money in a hurry to repair broken equipment, he agrees to a heist that goes horribly wrong and threatens to ruin his life completely. As Briggs describes it, the title of the project is a reference to a broken system that fails the people inside it, forcing them into making bad choices in order to simply survive. 120-page graphic novel is a collaboration between Briggs, Kyle Higgins, um, Danilo Beirut. Tamra Bombalan, and Hassan Otsmani Elhau, Elhau, that is, uh, with Sacha Head on board as designer. Good for him. I know he's been working on uh, getting a a independent book up for a long time. Who's that? Who? Lance Briggs. Oh, gotcha. He's been showing up to comic cons and you know uh, networking amongst the professionals to try to get his uh, independent. Uh, book started, so good for him.
1: Cool, cool. Um, I was about to say there was a there was a particular rant that I, I, I hinted uh, to uh, Agent Seventy before the show that might have had something that just had something to do with um, something in that he just said. But anyway, we won't go into that. Gillian mm-hmm. Anderson stars in her own comic book, which by the way just came out this week, uh, to raise money for a good cause. Uh, Jillian Anderson's various TV and film characters have appeared in comic books before, but now she's starting, starring in a straight to comics story and it's for a good cause. 55 by writer artist Gary Yap, uh, imagines Anderson as a James Bond style spy, whereas he's 007, she's Agent 55. Uh, and the quote goes, uh, for me, 55 is about the search for sanity and truth amid Uh, Absolute madness. 55 is a spy in a chaotic world who has seemingly gone rogue, uh, being hunted by very strange and unique characters from her past, other agencies, and even her own teammates, Yap tells uh, Newsarama. And that pretty much sounds like a book that I was reading a while ago um, that um, Brubaker did. Um, Velvet. I believe Mm -hmm. that's Brubaker. So, I'm just saying. It just sounds similar. Anyway, but yeah, that book came out this week because I think I saw it on Comicsology, so you can check it out. Last but not least.
0: Uh, not quite, in last but not least. oh well, yeah, I, sure.
1: That's what I had, anyway.
0: All right, if you go to the spillover, you should uh, sink.
1: Uh, yeah, go ahead. You go ahead and do this. I'll get that yeah. out.
0: Okay. Sure. Yeah, so well, I'm just going flip to the, flip the order so I can do the... Uh the Legends article here. So Marvel Legends uh, were revealed at Hasbro PulseCon 2020. I'm just going to run through the characters and the timing of them real quick. Um, they revealed for fall 2020 um, uh, a Hellfire Club guard figure. Um, I've seen in the comics the Hellfire Club has several guards, so uh, you know you may want to pick up more than one. And it's an army builder type figure, so you can get... Um, one hellfire club guard for 1499 uh next up the fan vote winner for 2020 was silk and it's a it's a it's a newly painted version of silk the original one had the gray costume this one has the the white highlighted costume and it has a couple of different um hand accessories and a web fire a web shooting uh accessory um and that's what makes her different from the previous uh, release i haven't i uh, pick this one up, but I'm probably going to order it soon. Um, as Variety Cat mentioned, there is the um, Stormbreaker uh, MCU uh, roleplay toy that's coming out. Um, what was announced and surprisingly is already in some stores and is already literally on its way to me from Amazon is a Wave that is uh, Avengers video game-based. Um, which has a video game, uh, another video game, Iron Man, the video game Captain America in like a stealth version. But uh, importantly for those of us who are looking for comic book-based characters, it has a Jocasta, a Falcon in like a more modern costume, a Kang the Conqueror, and a Thunderstrike of all people. Um, yes, a Thunderstrike. I didn't order a Thunderstrike. Yeah, we, we um, had a good laugh and, about that one yeah you can build a uh you can build a a joe fix it hulk but it is a joe fixit Hulk based on the avengers video game so uh that is up there there is a retro three and three quarter um marvel line of figures i think we talked Which about that last, about last week. week yeah uh did we talk about the spider-man wave one um that's gonna be it, it, it's mislabeled in the slide it's actually twenty it's gonna be out next year in 2021 um with like we, the we, more modern
1: yeah I, about to say, I think we've we talked about at least the Miles figure but not the rest of
0: them right so there's a Miles there's a new spider Gwen there's a uh, the hand ninja is going to come out with this uh, with this uh, wave and the hand ninja is going to come with extendable legs for the build a figure stilt man so you can uh, buy a bunch of ninjas so you can build stilt man as tall as you want <laughs> Next on, there's going to be a – in 2021, there's going to be a Bring on the Bad Guys wave, which is going to include um, an arcade. It's also going to include a regular-sized Dormammu. We've gotten a Dormammu before, but it was a Build-A-Figure. Um, we're also going to get uh, a deluxe Thanos with the Infinity Gauntlet. It's going to be different from the previous Build-A-Figure um, uh, uh, mold. It's going to be more comic-based, so I'll be happy with that and i think we talked about the fact that x-men tw- is going to have another wave that's based on hox pox in 2021
1: right i don't recall but it was another that that seemed like something that should should have
2: happened okay
0: didn't right i was gonna say we didn't actually you know we couldn't have talked about it yeah uh, but uh what we got was uh a tease of a moira mctaggart figure in in some uh really you know uh uh, swinging clothing from the 60s. Uh, right, we got a white Hox Magneto. Yeah. And we got a Professor X with the helmet from Hawksbox. Uh, that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And we also got, we're also going to get. Um, <laughs> you were
1: way excited about this one. If it, well, we were
0: going to get, well, there's a couple things before I get to the last one. There's a retro X Men line that's coming out that's going to have a Gambit. You know, they're kind of re releases, but with different. Uh, with with slight modifications. One is a retro X-Men line is going to have a Gambit that's going to have a slightly different head sculpt. Um, And uh, they're also going to put out a new Rogue in the yellow and green uh, uh, Jim Lee costume. It's also going to have a a different set of hands and a different head sculpt. Um, These retro figures are going to be exclusive to Target, which sucks, um, in the United States, and Toys R Us, which still exists in Canada. And last but not least, the final reveal. Oh wait, hold was- on! Before
1: you get to that one, you did miss one. What's that? The Thanos wind Silver Surfer figure, which is exclusive to Walgreens in the U.S. and oh, Easy Games in right, Canada. That's right. That's
0: right. That's right. The um, not it's not the Silver Surfer black figure. It's right. the, uh, it's the, uh, the the fallen from the Thanos Wind storyline. The, the, right. the fallen Silver Surfer. Yeah, I it, think uh, it's going to come with a, a Mjolnir as well. So yeah. Now. Now, last but not least, uh, the final reveal was the often requested Firestar, who originated in the Spider-Man and His Amazing Friends animated series. Which I we don't know too much about the figure yet, but um, you know, at, at the end of the day, they showed it to uh, to, to show the fans that uh, they're listening. You know, that Hasbro is listening about what figures they want uh, in their collection. So that's pretty cool. I'm yes. happy about that. Same here. I'm excited. I'm excited to build uh, Spider-Man and his amazing friends. Mm -hmm. I hope it comes with a Miss Lion. And now (laughs) all of a sudden, I want – honestly, I want an Aunt May.
1: Mm, Okay. Yeah. yeah. I
0: don't know how much i pay for it, but I kind of want an Aunt May. Um, I I want an old Aunt May. I I don't necessarily want uh, a Marissa Tomei Aunt May um I unless would, we're gonna do total mcu stuff what's
1: that I, like, I would but that's just me but i'm also talking about real I life
2: <laughs>
0: Yeah, real life is another story
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but uh no but in all seriousness you know like getting like a classic aunt may would be kind of cool like maybe as like a add-on figure maybe not a build-a figure but just like one of those like add-on things that comes with uh you know as like a as a bonus um somehow i don't Golden necessarily want to pay twenty dollars for her right you know yeah. yeah. So we'll see. But um
1: I think they'll probably yeah, do a they would probably do a golden older before they do an actual anime figure. I just figured, I I feel like.
0: Yeah, I mean you know they they snuck they've snuck in ways to do civilian figures like uh a J. Jonah Jameson was basically an add on to a chameleon. Mm-hmm. Where they they just made a a chameleon figure but had a J. Jonah J. Jonah Jameson head that, that went with that figure. So
2: mm-hmm.
0: um It'll be it'd be interesting to see how they did in A May. But like I said, before you know, just as a as a as a final wrap, I'd be happy to build I will be happy to build um uh whatchamacallit? it uh, an Spider Man and his amazing friends. Hell yeah. I'll set up on my shelf when that's when that's available. That would be so
1: fun. And again, you will have a Doctor Doom that you can you can mess with because he was on actually. And I, and I said this on Twitter. Like he was on. I was watching some um the the eighty one Spider Man, which is when it's just him <laughs> before it turns into uh, Amazing Friends. And Doctor Doom was on there like six times during the whole systems, which means the sister, uh, system, and his first two plots were pretty much the same variations of the same plot, which is funny, but. You know.
0: Yeah, doesn't he like jump on top of like a building and, and try to, uh, oh, is that one of the? That's lasers? later.
1: Yeah, that's later. No, 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 no. The the plot was that he was basically trying to take over the UN by uh, kidnapping various members of the UN and and replacing them with either robots or or something or or uh, some other an LM or some other facsimile to to okay. make himself uh, master of the world.
0: Gotcha, gotcha, and that was gotcha, like the first two
1: gotcha. plots, and then he, there was a couple of other ones that, that that came on later on, where he's uh like, damn, I didn't really I didn't because I, I remember watching that show or, originally because I'm that old, but I don't remember him being there that uh often. But then also he comes back in Spider Man: His Amazing Friends with uh um, seven little superheroes.
0: Wow, well, that's right.
1: So you could actually, oh shit, yeah, wait, you maybe you could do that. You could do seven little superheroes if there, especially if there's a Miss La- Mom, uh, Miss Miss Lion. You could potentially do that because it was uh, Cap, Submariner, Dark Strange. Um, uh, well, no, no Shanna. Yeah, no Shanna. That's what I was the thing about. But you could pretty yeah, much do everybody. Saying, else. I'm like,
0: there's a, there's a female character in there. As soon as you mentioned, like, there's a female character in there that we don't have yet.
1: Right. I mean, yeah. You
0: could substitute somebody, but yeah, there's no Shanna. She, I mean, she- I don't oh. know if there's a current Kazar. So when would they do a Shanna? You know. True. But you could do pretty much do everybody else. So
1: and yeah. definitely do amazing friends. So that's and I will definitely be picking up this Firestorm figure myself, and hopefully it does come with a misline. That would be great.
0: Right. Honestly, um, on what, I, what I'm, what I'm. What I'm planning on doing, and and, and you can pick up this last story. Um, What what I want to do is the intro pages to Marvel Superhero Secret Wars, the hero and the villain intros. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, each of them. You know, there's some iconic Mike Zek panels from Marvel Superhero Secret Wars where you can build, you can pretty much build all of the heroes now Mm -hmm. and villains. I'm, I'm short the Wrecking Crew, which is annoying.
1: Wait, is there a Captain Marvel? Uh, Monica Rambeau?
0: Not in that costume, but yeah, there is. A, she's in the Spectrum costume. Right. Oh, sorry, that's what I thought.
1: Okay, so yeah. Anyway, so that's that, and uh, we look forward to more news on that Firestar when it comes closer to coming out. Um, mm-hmm. uh, last but not least, Mike Mignodla's, uh quarantine sketchbook to be published by Dark Horse Comics. Uh, during the widespread uh, quarantining brought on by the ongoing COVID-19 pandemic, Comic book writer, artist, Hellboy, creator Mike Mignola drew a series of pencil sketches, which he subsequently auctioned off to benefit Chef Jose Andres' World Central Kitchen. Uh, These sketches will soon be coming to print with Dark Horse Comics set to publish an oversized hardcover collection next year. Um, see Published under Dark Horse Comics, uh, Dark Horse Books imprint and featuring an introduction by Christine Mignola. Mike Mignola, The Quarantine Sketchbook, goes on sale in March of 2021 with all proceeds, profits going to WCK, the World Central Kitchen. Um, and it just goes on to the type of stuff that he uh, was sketching, including the General Mills, Mills cereal Monsters and, of course, Hellboy, um, along with others. So, yeah, you can check that out in next year. And that, folks, brings us to the end of the show. We have another ad read, please.
0: Oh, no. Hmm? Oh, I froze. You froze for like a half second. Oh, okay. All right. So are we done with the last story? Yeah. Ad read uh, if if you've got one. Ad read. Last ad read from that is for Blue Apron. Uh, Fresh ingredients and incredible recipes delivered weekly to your door. Skip the grocery store and make incredible meals at home with Blue Apron. Always ship free right to your home. And now the listeners of the Comic Book Chronicles can get $30 off your first Blue Apron order. To place your first order with $30 off. to help keep our show free for you. Go to our network website at cspn.us. That's cspn.us. Then click on the Keep Our Podcast Free link at the top of the page. From there, scroll down to the Blue Apron link and sign up for your first order. Blue Apron through cspn.us. Do it today.
1: And we come to the end of another episode of the Cumber Chronicles. Thank you each and every one of you for coming out. Um, I have been Roddy Cat, this is Ed, Roddy Cat Ed, uh, on Twitter, News Nurse Need on Twitter, Caps on Instagram, Agent Underscore70 on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, go check him out because he's doing inktober uh no pressure to him but yeah go check out his uh his um his uh his posts uh, as he as he does them
0: right i've already uh i've already done uh, day one so uh by the time you read this or hear this i'll probably be up to day three or four so uh just follow me at at agent underscore 70 on instagram
1: yes Also, PCN underscore dirt on Twitter, PopcultureNet on Twitter, popculturenetwork.com, and all the umbrella sites therein. Also, uh, I'm assuming he's still doing this, so I should probably ask him. But uh, Byte, BYTE, the Vine Replacement under the name Comic Reviews No Vowels. Tim, D-O-G-G-9-8, the Osiris ish and, and pro- provider of some of the articles that um, that have gone into tonight's show, which I did not know he wrote some of them at the time, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, but Tim, D-O-G-G-9-8 on Twitter, uh, The Click Nation on Twitter, that's uh, Cron on Twitter, which is the Comic Book Chronicles Twitter account, uh, also, TheClickNation.com, but also most notably, comic resources where he's over there writing his face off. You can find this here program on the Coast of the Podcast Networks at cspn.us.
0: Do it today.
1: And I'm just going to give another shout out to the founder of the Coast of the Podcast Network, Classic Materia. Shout out to you, sir. Hopefully, we'll have you on the show one day because it's been a while. Mm hmm. Um, but you can also find this here podcast on your podcast personal place of choice, whether it be, uh, you know, Google Play, Apple iTunes Echo, Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify, or the Coast Slither Podcast Network's SoundCloud page. Uh, you can also find us streaming as we record. Uh, every week around this time, Thursday nights, nine thirty ish PM. Except we got a little later start this night uh, this week because of technical difficulties and me. Uh, but nine thirty ish PM on the Click Nation's YouTube channel, and also on the pretty much recently brand spanking new uh, Twitch page for Combo Chronicles, which is Combo Chronicles one word, no spaces. <laughs> Hopefully we'll get some more content up on that page also and get some folks uh, streaming. So, um, uh, including myself, which I hadn't started doing, I was going to do yet, but nevertheless, we'll be there and we will be here. Like we will be every week. Uh, so you can check us out next week around this time. Or you can check us out after the fact on audio from the places we just mentioned. Uh, usually the show comes out about Saturday ish, Saturday, Sunday ish during the course of the weekend, but we will try to be better, do better about, um, uh Twittering about it when the show does go up, so stay tuned to our um our Twitter our Twitter accounts for that and with that we we end this show here and now, like the Luther vandross song with this has been the book chronicles peace
0: peace one we'll no.